Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. My name is Steven. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Glenn. Alright guys, coming up on this episode, we have a review of Blade Runner 2049. Going to be talking about some stuff that we watched during the week. Some new releases, maybe some old from Steve. We'll see. <laughs> uh, actually, guys, on this episode, we're not doing a topic. I feel like we're going to have a heavy discussion of Blade Runner. Maybe some other stuff as well. So we're going to try the first episode with a topic. And if you guys are listening on iTunes, please go ahead and leave a comment after you listen to this episode. If you hate it or love it, let us know. <laughs> Especially if you hate it. Yeah. Just send us something. Yeah, leave us a review. Just leave something, you know? Yeah. I like one, looking at that, those actually, messages. I prefer one star or five stars. Yeah, either or. No, never in the middle. Yeah, because like, it just seems like, come on, really? Three stars? But uh, how's everybody? I, I think I prefer three stars. I prefer three stars. Star, yeah. It's like, it means that we are... Like listenable, like nah, people can like. Be, oh, I can have. I want to be polarizing. I want to be five or one. Jesus. Okay. I think everybody had a movie-filled week. If I'm not mistaken. I know I went to the theaters like three times this week. We've been on a roll. Yeah. We, uh, we had no Harvey last week, and somehow we still managed to watch three times the films we would have watched, even if he was here. Yeah. Yeah, it was good times. But uh, how was your week, Steve? I didn't uh, see you all week. It's been good. No, sorry. I'm like really just caught up in all these like different posters from King Arthur. Uh, let me get out of here. You live in the past, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was like eight episodes ago. That was like, no, that was longer <laughs> ago. Uh, no, it's been a good week. Been uh, working a lot. I worked all day Friday, so I was exhausted. So I didn't get to go to the movies with you guys. Super jealous. You need to quit. Really? Yeah, you need to quit work. Work in general? Yeah. I mean, I kind of like my job, but I mean, all right. <laughs> okay. I'm like I'm done. I stopped by your headquarters. Oh yeah, I you didn't did. Really get, I, I had to run and go, but I was going to see Bla- uh, Blade com- Runner. Yeah, I completely forgot that you stopped by. But it's a nice area. It's quiet over there. Yeah, it's by the water, right? Yeah, it's right by the water, Rebecca. Yeah. So I wish you came up and saw the office. It's pretty dope, but it's well, okay. Maybe next time. Are you guys on the ground floor? Or you no, have to fifth go up? floor. Oh, cool. I walk up the stairs every day. Nice. Like I actually walk up the stairs. It's very to convenient fit. to get there by the train too. Really? Follow your directions. What did I say? You uh, make a left and go through the tunnel. Was that what it was? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess you really can't get lost out, uh, outside. I, mean, I don't think I've ever been to the area. No, that's nice. You should stop by more often, man. Cool. Yeah, for lunch, maybe we can do something. All right, cool. All right, all right, Sean. What about Excited. you? Can I get a fucking invite? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what's up, guys? You're here. Was that an invitation? I just, I just assumed I wouldn't get one. So. <laughs> We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the rage with Steve are making, but <laughs> uh, yeah, my week. Um, I don't know, man. Not much happened. Uh, how's yeah. Uber life? Oh, it's okay. I, I got really mad today. Like it was in Bro- I was in Brooklyn. I left my house. I feel like that's every time you use Uber, you get pretty mad. <laughs> <laughs> this time, I wasn't mad so much at Uber, but more so like the 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 weather. Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd make a killing. I Yeah, but the problem is like, I just don't want to be soaking wet. I think, you know what I'm going to get you for Christmas? Poncho. Or actually not Christmas, but since your birthday is in before, right? <laughs> I mean, 10 days before. Yeah, no, I'm going to get you for your birthday. I'm going to get you a whole bodysuit. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those surfer bodysuits. <sighs> I don't know if it'll keep you dry. Yeah, well, basically, I left my house in Brooklyn. It was not raining. It was it just stopped raining. Everything seemed fine. It looked like it was clearing up. I go on the train. Go underground when I get to Manhattan. Come out. It's fucking pouring. I just don't get it. <laughs> when was this? Today? Today. Oh. I don't think, I don't think like Uber's Florida. meant for you. 
Uh, right no, now. Nothing's bad for me. You should quit. <laughs> quit. Every, everything I do just comes with some negative like backlash. Mm. It's, just, it's just the way I learned to live my life, you know. Oh, that's not depressing at all. Yeah, other than that, it was a good uh, relaxing week, I suppose, doing pretty much nothing. I got a lot of texts in a group chat about doing stuff throughout the week, and I felt like I couldn't make it to any of them. Speaking of birthdays, um, isn't your birthday coming up? No, it's Harvey's first. Harvey's 13th, right? 14th. 15th. 15th. <laughs> What's yours? The 16th. <laughs> 16th. 16th, that's right. Yeah, so we have the, like, so right one part. Yeah. Fuck. fuck. Oh, wait. Harvey's birthday is the day we record. Yeah. How how are we going to do that? I mean. Cake? (laughs) I don't know. We're just going to record. It'll be a birthday episode. Yeah, so we only watch birthday movies. Okay. No, we watch movies that Harvey lets us watch. It's all B-horror. Yeah, so if I lose (laughs) today, (laughs) I'm not, uh, I'm not losing today, basically. (laughs) So from, from what I've been told, Harvey would like to go to either Medieval Times Again, <laughs> just like what <laughs> he wanted to go last year, but you guys didn't want to go. What's there medieval times in New York? Just like what? There's one in New Jersey, right? Really? What is yeah. this? Yeah. What is this? Never you never wait. You never heard of medieval times? No. Have you ever seen um Cable Guy? No. When they went to medieval, You've never time? seen Cable Guy. Yeah. You've never seen Cable Guy? Yeah. I don't Dude. know. That's the one with the uh, medieval times is huge in Orlando too. Yeah. Isn't that what's his face and the other guy? What's his face? Yeah, Jim Carrey. Ben Stiller directed it. You say what's his face? <laughs> Matthew Broderick. You know, I saw him the other day. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. No, a lot of people you? see him actually. Did I tell you yeah. he has a really nice mustache right now? You told yeah. me you saw him with um, his wife. I thought you saw him with like horse face. What's his wife? Someone else. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> okay. I think she's a very pretty woman. I think so too. I'm glad me and Harvey. She's okay page. for a white girl. Jesus. <laughs> well, what about you, Steve? What do you want to do? So we we got Harvey covered on Medieval Times. I guess I'll just go to Medieval Times. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna loop in his birthday. We should go thing. to Medieval Times on Saturday. That's Rec- what I'm saying. So why we don't just... we record there? No, that's weird. I actually <laughs> thought about that. Last <laughs> <night>. <laughs> I actually thought about that. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Wait, do we have to make <laughs> reservations? How does this work? Does, I don't fucking know how it works. What is I don't know. This? We don't have to do that. That was just an idea. Oh. My idea was to rent out a cabin. Yeah, but that's like a week notice. That's and like have a, like a shindig party and like get get wine and do something with women. With women? We don't know women. That's, that's like true. a week away. Yeah. We can get a cabin. Wow. It's expensive too. Right. It's like 60 What are we that? talking about here? Let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> how was your week, Harvey? It was okay. Um... You came back from Florida. How was your trip? Tell us a little bit. It was really hot. Yeah. It was really humid. Mm-hmm. Um, the beach was okay, and uh, I got to eat a lot of familiar food. Barbecue? I actually did not eat barbecue. That was the one thing I didn't eat. Mm. Uh, Failure. Did you, go, uh, you went to Tampa? Yeah. At any point on this trip, did you get intoxicated? Actually, I didn't. Really? No, I did oh, not okay. get drunk. Let me ask you something. How do you, um, how do you keep such close friendships to, like... Do you go there to see friends, though, right? Yeah. Because obviously your family's up here now. Yeah. Damn. I Maybe feel, he's just... We, I mean, I feel like we have friends back home, but we're not... Like, I people. just don't know that I would fly down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible person. I don't well, have the energy to. This is to. terrible. I don't even know if, like, people are listening for... <laughs> what a fucking change, ass. Let's just change the subject. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this was my... Uh... Change the subject that you brought up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. But, yeah, so you, how was the beach? You could still swim? Still swim? I don't yeah. think you forget how to swim. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I can still swim. <clears throat> I think that he's being racist just now. Oh, 
No, I mean, not really. I don't. I, I feel don't like know. he hasn't that's been a in the gen- water. That's, well. like, that's a really good question to ask someone. <laughs> Do you know how to swim? Some people don't know how to swim, and then when you we, throw them in the water, living in New York, we're far removed from the water. So yeah, that's like, I think that's a normal question to ask most people. Uh, so maybe we can talk about this later. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm I really, th- I'm I, really I didn't do much this medieval. week. I did a lot of like um home decor. Home decor. Like me and my girlfriend bought new, or she bought new um, uh, pillow coverings for the couch. So we took out the stuff in of the old one. You domesticated. <laughs> what am I getting into? You know what I did? <laughs> put it into the new one. We also put some stuff on a wish list on Amazon that we're going to get eventually. Just what? What? Can a guy do you, decor? Do you, do you I heard you had some really good uh, French toast. Oh, yeah, dude. We went to this place called Cafe Colette. Me, Emily, and Harvey. Um, after we went, we tried to go to Jimmy's Diner. You oh, guys yeah, that was Jim- actually probably the worst br- brunch experience I've ever had. We went to like three different places. Yeah. So we went to Jimmy's Diner. Show me. You know this place, right? Mm-hmm. So me and my girlfriend get there. The girl comes up to us and she's just in the most bleakest mood ever. She's like, uh, you guys need some help? And we're oh, like, yeah, that. we need a table for three, please. And she's like, oh, you sure? It's going to be an hour and a half wait. <laughs> no, <And> you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and in my, my nerdy movie head, I'm like, dude, that's like watching Edward Scissor's hand and then eating. So I was like, no, we'll go somewhere else. So I told Harvey, try to go to another place, 45 minute wait. Then we went to another place and uh, 25 minute wait. But before this, I actually called him the first place, Jimmy's Diner, because I was curious to see if she was lying or not. And I guess one of the guy who works by the um the bar picks up. And he's like, yeah, it's about a 20 minute wait. Plus, there's actually three tables open up at the bar if you guys want to sit at the bar. So we're like, what the fuck? This chick just told us an hour and a half. Yeah. So we're not welcome there, apparently. They they saw us coming. They probably know. listened to the podcast and they just hate us. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's a safe assumption. How yeah. do you tell somebody an hour and a half wait? I feel <laughs> like it's a weird time. It's a long wait. Place uh, isn't that busy. Working in restaurant, yeah. I'll let you know this much. For but brunch, it was though, it wasn't even that busy, brunch and there was like nobody waiting outside. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes you just don't want to deal with people, so you just kind of lie yeah. to make them go away. That is so fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've done it. Really? <laughs> yeah, especially when it's nearing like closing time. And people were like, hey, 20 minutes till they're like, oh, are you guys still open? Like, oh, sorry, the kitchen closed. But yeah. See ya. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. But uh, we went to this place called Cafe Colette, and I'm pretty sure I had the best French toast of my life. It had like maple butter on it. It was like nicely. How do you say? How do they make French toast baked? <laughs> Pan? Uh, I don't know. You're supposed to like uh, cook it stove top. You don't, oh. you don't. You don't bake French toast. I'm Whatever. sure there is some recipe out there for that. Though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they put this one in the oven. I think they cooked it on the stove top and then put it in the oven. It was like in a. But you enjoyed it, right? It was yeah, good. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah, and then you, I dropped you off on the way home to get more nah. food. But, here's, <laughs> but here's the here's the kicker: though. how much was it? Um, a lot. It exactly. was it, no, it was fifteen dollars. No, that's too much for the French toast. Eleven for the mimosas, and then how much was your bacon? Probably six. So, lot, so you had bacon. to add bacon. Of course. Yeah, I, it's not. I don't care how good that French toast is. It was. It was that good though. That nah, I, I'll probably go back again. See, up here they just don't have an appreciation for hearty food. Yeah, but it's the quality. Very fresh cafe down in Florida. Quality. Dude, I'm really tired of you just let's, always uh, mentioning this right, shit. Let's, let's talk about some fucking movies. Okay, Steve, you said you got a lot of fucking movies to go through. Yeah, I got a Any couple. one of these rewatches? Wait, wait a second. We, we're going to ignore the fact that you lost the game? Oh, yeah. Steve lost the game. That is right. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought you did. 
I mean, it's easy to assume either Thomas or Harvey did. So let's just actually so start with that. Thomas gave you Fruitville Station. Fuck. That's a really? very demanding pick of you. <clears throat> that is a very demanding movie. Really? Well, oh. it, well it made well, me well, frustrated like, watching the ending. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, mean, was, I was moved to get up and fight crime. What? No. What? Fight, <laughs> fight crime? Like, like Batman? Like yeah. Batman. <laughs> or, like, on a social level. Like I just <laughs> want to know, like, what I, made you realize, I'm like, I'm going to put on a cape today. And this you mean, is like, fight, like, social injustice? Yeah. Like yeah. Hashtag, create hashtags on Twitter. Oh. Get a movement going. No? Oh. Um. Yeah. Fruitvale. Did, did you watch it? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the other movies. <laughs> so you did didn't watch it? No, I did watch it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was going to fuck with them. We just never know anymore. Yeah, I really don't know anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, I've always watched the movies I'm given. I'm the only, I think me and Sean Bitch, are the only that's ones. That's what I said. Until, yeah, I've never forgotten until, a movie. Yeah, me either. Until something comes up, all right? You'll see. We're It'll the happen. best, Steve. No, you, you chose to not watch it, man. I want to hear this. That's the worst decision yet. <laughs> Uh, so Fruitvale Station, starring Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Coogler uh, directed. Uh, so I'm going to begin with this. This movie made me cry at the end. I think. Dude, I, I've never been like that in a movie, but I was like fucking. I, I cry all the time, so it wasn't surprising to me. I watched, it was like, I, I, remember, was te- I remember I was like tearing up. watching like, this oh, movie shit. sitting up on my bed. Yeah. Like I started end, laying down. Near the end, I was like up on my, I was like sitting up and I'm like getting real. And overall, like even just getting to that point of the film, because if you don't know what it's about, it's just basically about the incident that happened at Fruitvale Station where Oscar, what is his last name? Do we have his last name? Oh, they don't even have it on here. Anyway, he's a uh, 22-year-old man. He's basically trying to get his life together. It's the day before this huge incident where he got shot at Fruitvale. And it's kind of like a day in life. And it's tragic because he's really trying to get his shit together. He's really like putting like the like his right foot forward and just like I'm gonna like better myself, and like this shitty situation. It's like basically like decisions that were like out of his control that led up to this point that gets him basically killed. And it's super. I like the way it was shot. It felt more like a documentary. In a way, it was just like I don't know why, but it just I don't. I, I really like the way it was shot. It was very. The performances, I think, were were I think the highlight of this for me. If you actually wouldn't, if you wouldn't have like actors like Michael B. Jordan like starring in this, I don't think it would have like resonated or hit as like hard as home. But like near the end, and just like his interactions with his daughter, fuck man, this movie was really emotionally draining. Yeah, man. Uh, just how I like him. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. Uh, I was meaning to watch this, and I always kind of like it. Always slips my mind because I do like his other f- uh, his other film after this. Was it Creed? He Creed. did right after this, yeah. or he didn't do anything in between? But no, I don't think so. No, but I really like Creed, so I'm kind of glad I was able to get this off my list. Did you watch the actual footage? Well, yeah, they the show it to you in the the beginning of the. There's film. There's a extended thing. Oh, is there an extended on, one? Um, YouTube. <clears throat> yeah, cool. but no, like even watching that footage, like. You don't understand, like, you, you you have no real connection. You're just kind of, like, separated from it. And I think that's a good commentary on, like, how we perceive a lot of things we see on the internet. Like, we're, we we see it through these, like, camera phones and we're just, you know, like, watching it. But we don't understand until we actually see the story behind it and, like, get to know this guy. Even if it's just for a day. And then as, like, the final, like, moments come, you're like, holy shit. So it has more of an impact. And I think uh, he did a great job conveying that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just curious to know. I need to do research, but like, how does he know like how his day was? Like, did he get did interviews? Was it just 
Is it how accurate is this? I mean, he was with. I mean, the girl's still alive, you know, stuff like that. I'm yeah, sure, I don't know this, but um, no, I'm just curious. I mean, like he his was actual interacting day. with people throughout the day. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, the sure. phone calls I think were good, like anchor points to where he was during the day, so people can like, like in, during interviews, you can say like, "Oh, did you know?" Like, yeah, he gave me a phone call this time. So, I'm just curious to know like how, like the information, like how we got it. Yeah, I'm and, sure he was able to. <clears throat> like interview those people and kind of piece together the day yeah but uh no this was a great watch and i'm really happy that i finally watched it got it off my list you got a rating for us oh uh, i can easily fucking give this a four point four point five i feel so comfortable it's saying an a plus on your scale a plus oh wait that's, a, a, that's a, 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 a a yeah no that scale doesn't work <clears throat> it works <clears throat> that doesn't though because a minus adds in a new uh decimal point and then you're like so right now, this guy is killing it. I'm just thinking about it. Ryan Coogler? Yeah, because he did Creed, which I didn't think it was going to be good. Because it's a great movie. Because it's just thinking like, oh, it's just another fucking Hollywood cash grab. They're just like re re like igniting you got, another You got to catch a chicken if you want to be a good boxer. Terrible. Terrible. It's the worst impression I've ever heard. No, I, th- I think I you do. sounded slow. <laughs> you know the one thing I'm I like cool. about him that I've noticed I sound a lot like of his Benny movies. Safety. Is, uh, I will one day watch Creed. You need to watch it because he puts a lot of heart in his movies, and that's the one thing I noticed. Like you, yeah. he like it's a lot of like emotional. Like you can resonate. Bec- you, you have this emotional resonance because like you can relate and you can understand these characters. He does a really good job. So one I'm kind of interesting. I want to see what he does with Black Panther. So yeah, I'm very interested in seeing Black Panther. How old is Ryan Coogler? Let's look. He's, he's probably like, he's like 30. 31. Jesus Christ. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, ship sailed. Yeah, he was like 27 when he directed uh, Fruitvale Station. Yep. Now nah, I'm good. Yep. Fuck it. I guess I'll just go <coughs> jump. Hey, you guys have roof access, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Actually, have anything like sturdy that I can like tie say- a rope? No, you can honestly uh, just uh, just land on one of the little spikes out there, and you'll be fine. <sighs> yeah, right through the jacket. Damn, he was young <laughs> when he did Creed, huh? Yeah, yeah. He was my age when we did Fruitvale. Sad. Super talented director. I feel Very like talented. that's more sad than Fruitvale Station. Yeah. What? <clears throat> I don't know about that. Just, just move on. Your life. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> brutal. But uh, Steve, you got some other stuff. Uh, yeah, I can just kind of like skim over it. Give us some names and some quick thoughts. Wait a uh, second. Uh, I'm going to just do real quick. I'm going to put it out there. I did rewatch Blade Runner because I thought it was necessary to. Yeah, we'll talk about up. that. But what yeah, about yeah. the other one? Uh, I, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> last night, a buddy of mine, he never saw Jurassic Park, so I made him watch oh, it. Oh, dummy. Uh, oh, my God. Show him. Let uh, the guy breathe. <laughs> watched I watched him. Krampus. I, don't, I really don't want to talk about that either. Uh, it, was okay. it was okay. I was actually expecting more horror elements. Really? And, uh, Krampus? Yeah, I was. I was I was. I really wanted more, like, because the practical effects are really, really well done. I really liked Krampus. Did you laugh? Uh, that's another thing too. It wasn't too funny for me. Mm. Really? Yeah, it was a good. That's I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. It just wasn't. You know, I was hoping. I still think Trick or Treat was my favorite stuff. Uh, this particular director is yeah, done. Trick or Treat is really good, but I'm kind of hoping for a sequel. Yeah. Maybe Krampus was kind of like reminiscent of uh, like Gremlins for me, which I really I like. Can, There's like that's a good comparison. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. It's like. Pretty comedic and uh, somewhat scary. I like that they didn't hold back on like, it's, I don't think it's spoilers, but you know, life is not sacred in this movie and they will kill off characters, yeah. no problem. That was pretty funny. And I love the fact they didn't hold that back at all. They were just like, fuck this kid. He's yeah. <laughs> like, he's going to die. <laughs> 
And uh, you got to respect that when a movie, like a horror movie, does it because sometimes they kind of cheap out. Uh, so my life is zucchini. I watched that, Sean. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you like that? Oh, I loved it, dude. I almost cried in that movie. Yeah, the movie's heart wrenching. Stop motion, beautifully done. It's one of the darkest stop motion films I've seen. Yeah, and uh, the story is simple, but yet like very. Did you watch the English dub or French? French. French. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> You're like. Yeah, oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, I really loved that. Colors yeah. are amazing score? in that. Score, I gave it a four out of five. I see. With the heart. Really catching up. Yeah. Uh, oh, Krampus, I gave it a solid three out of five. Okay, middle of the road. Uh, Jurassic Park still holds up. Uh, and last, this one movie, finally, uh, A Ghost Story. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, I watched nice, it finally. Nice, nice, Where'd you watch it? Uh, I watched it uh, at the Cody Theater. Okay. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's really close theaters. by. Cool. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's really close Don't by. Say that. Uh and uh Yeah. Uh what's it gonna be, Steve? <laughs> Whose team are you on? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna start with this. I know where you sleep, just I'm just saying. Like <laughs> intimate knowledge of where you sleep nightly. <laughs> uh so overall I like the concept of the film. Uh, I like that it was a very meditative piece. It was a slow movie. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't recommend this to a lot of people. Like, if I know you and I know that you can maybe give this movie a proper chance, I'll recommend it. But I completely understand why people might not like this. It's not for everyone. But... See, it's this movie is kind of like the way Mother was for me. It was just like, it's hard to explain how I feel about it. Because there's certain elements that I really liked. I like the whole concept of like this. You're 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 basically a passerby. You're like you're watching him watch life slip by, and like <sighs> yeah, this movie is very difficult. I can understand why Harvey was having a hard time explaining it. I have no problem. You, I mean, we all know that you thought it was kind of pretentious, right? I mean, I had no problem explaining I would, it. And I did let you know that day after I watched it, I did mention to you, I was just like, yeah, this, there's this, this is scene in the middle of the film where they're like all at a dinner table at a party and they basically explain the theme of the film, but they already beat you over the head with it. And I felt that part was completely unnecessary. And was, I think that really drew me out of it. A really? Bit. It was yeah. his intention to do that, I, but I think I know I, I saw was, interviews with him yeah. and uh, I did get, not like him. Oh, really? <laughs> he looks a lot like the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. And <laughs> the world is. <laughs> and I just I did not like his his reasons for making the film. Oh, <laughs> really? I need to see this interview. I oh. don't know. Yeah, there's definitely elements I like, and I see myself. Yeah, and the reason too. I like it is because I can see myself like coming up with the concept similar or like. Like being intrigued by something like that, you're, you know, someone's like, "Oh, make a haunted house, like a haunted house story," and, and the, he was able to, he did it, you yeah. know, and it's it's very, very cool, and I like some of the like the visual elements, and I like his interaction with not just the house but the people, mm-hmm. and how the way the passage of time goes by, but then there's moments where it just slows down to a crawl, and it just makes me realize like, it's like okay, like the pie eating sequence. That shit was like. I think they should have put that towards like. I know they couldn't, but if they would have like connected me to yeah Rooney Mara in some way, that I think I would have cared about that scene. But yeah, and that's the that thing happens we, in like the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, like you're you're connected to her, but you're disconnected because the only connection you ever had was to the main character. But he's dead now, and he's not 
Did there you know? with her. One of my favorite things about this movie, now that you're bringing that up, reminds me that one of the best things about it is that what little time that's spent that we get with Rudy Mara and Casey Affleck is like, it's pretty much enough to understand what kind of relationship they're in and th- how they they react to each other. I feel like you don't get that till the end when they kind of sl- slowly start giving you, feeding you more information. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, It builds up. That's what the movie intentionally tries to do. It yeah. interweaves these scenes of them, especially towards the end where she says, how come you don't want this or want to move? And he says, because we want different things. And I connected to that line. Yeah. And I, and I realized also another thing when I was when I was watching it, I'm just like, this guy's playing piano. He has long hair. And I'm like, holy shit, this is Sean. <laughs> yeah, I saw myself a little bit. In, especially yeah. the scene where they go into the house and there's a piano already there. Yeah, and he started playing. I was like, when, this, when me and my girlfriend went to the apartment that we're in now, there was a piano sitting there. And you jumped on it? We were playing it? with it, yeah. yeah. No, I can understand why people would like this and I can understand people wouldn't like this at all. I, I, can, I, can, I get I, your complaints. I think people who generally don't have a heart won't like it. No, that's just not true <laughs> at all. Yeah. If you believe in love and you're just a sucker for all sentimental... This movie has nothing to do with love, though. I mean, it, it is. It's about how love. Does it, how does the movie have nothing to do with love? The, I, I don't think... The way honestly, that he, I didn't get that from the movie. The way that really, he spirals got, into like an existential cri- like crisis within oneself in I time... I don't think it was necessarily an existential crisis within oneself. It's, he says that in his interviews. Like he... He Maybe like, him as a as a person. I thought the movie. This, I thought like, the when it starts about, when it starts like going through time and everything and like um it it doesn't connect with love. I mean, there's the first part feels like there's love, but the 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 thing that's holding this guy in this house is love and this sentimental attachment he has to this person to to find something out that he thinks is important. Yeah, to I know. Move on. But like it's just it just doesn't like you're not. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't like experience a relationship yeah. at all. So I, mean, I also think like, it's one of those movies that you get from it what you bring in. So with that, I mean, like going back so to what I've never saying, been in love. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you project your, you know, your own experiences and memories, and you see it in film, and you can connect. But I it's don't just. Know. But it. It was just done like a little bit too bereft of any. Uh, Emotion, I thought. It just see, okay. see you guys. See you, you guys. Can't get in another uh, ghost story argument. This is gonna take uh, yeah, too much yeah. time. Well, yeah, that's a good yeah, thing yeah. we don't have topics today. How about okay. people? People just watch this fucking movie and tell us. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Well, see, was, that's the thing. Everyone, you guys think it's about love. I thought it was more about legacy and what we leave behind and having that attachment. And I didn't say there's, like, I said there's an element of love. Yeah, in it. I don't think it's. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. about there's, love. It's yeah. about yeah. It's about legacy. It's about you and where you are in the grand scheme of time. And yeah, I think it kind of makes people it makes like your emotional like uh experiences like love and stuff it kind of trivialize trivializes it in a way yeah and i think that's kind of uh where that like existential crisis part comes from because yeah. you these things mean a lot to you but like over the grand scheme of time they it doesn't mean really matter nothing yeah exactly and that's the problem i had with the whole monologue in, in the halfway through the movie where that guy was just explains the whole plot and i'm like is that you didn't need to also, do that? Drunk, felt, people, felt, drunk felt, people don't sit at a table and like quietly do monologues. I, I've been he, to he, parties he, where he, it's some drunk guys trying to explain his theory of yeah, life. Not like that though. I'm he's usually, usually the drunk guy. He's usually him. He's usually him talking over people, not like everyone, everyone watching. It looks like they're watching. watching a performance. Yeah, I don't know. I felt it like just didn't feel. It just felt icky to me. I don't yeah. know. Uh, so other elements I liked. I like the just rate it. Uh, haunted house sequence. Uh, that whole haunting he was doing, I thought that was super cool. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that, yeah. but I thought that was really well done. 
Uh, and I would say near the end, I would say Act Three when uh, we kind of see like him just his obsession slowly just like taking over of him. Like I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but he's I really obsessing. Liked, I think if it wasn't for the third act, I probably wouldn't like this movie at all. Yeah, I think the third act really brings it home for me at least. Yeah, same and, here. Uh, That's why I gave it three and a half. Uh, yeah, and I get why you got that, and I understand everyone's complaints or like love for this film. It's very. I feel like it's both. I mean, generally, both. this movie did really well. Yeah. So. So. Well, you know, those are you know, <laughs> those are just critics, right? <laughs> no, I, it did I get really it well though. Across the board. I'm just kidding. No, I, I but I get it though. Uh, yeah, but so did Wonder Woman. That was shit. So. So can't uh, trust them. No, yeah. I, I I'm just talking shit. This movie is like. Uh, it's I a guess, meditative piece. Yeah, you have to you have to watch it and you have to experience it and you have to again. It's like Mother, where you have to relinquish your control a yeah, little. I bit. I can see why people hated Mother too. I only like Mother for the sheer like fun factor it had. Yeah, but I yeah. can see why people hate it though. Yeah, I feel like this movie once you relinquish control and just become an observer, and yeah, there's elements I don't like, but I think overall I enjoyed myself, and uh, I'm probably going to find myself rewatching this uh, fairly soon, just because I want to kind of experience it again. But there is moments where it kind of feels drawn out. I think the long scenes, uh, especially that pieing scene, was like super long for me. I was, I was like, holy! I shit. don't mind long scenes, but it, that, that scene was just, brutal. Though it just didn't seem necessary. I heard she really I, ate I th- the pie. Yeah, she looked like she really did eat it. Yeah. Uh, that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, so I'm just gonna rate it. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm stuck between. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a light four. Light four out of okay. five. Uh, overall, I really loved it. It didn't resonate with me. I guess like the way you and Harvey felt it did. But I yeah. I see, I can see the concept and I love the idea. And uh, word, there's like maybe few few hitches that I have, but it doesn't ruin it for me. You'll be thinking about this movie a year from now. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I'm 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 open to rewatching it. I'm not opposed to the idea of like revisiting it. Do you think um, definitely won't forget it? Do you think it could have been longer? Oh Uh, yeah, it could have easily. I think it should have been longer. I feel like it like the third act, like it it just it ended so quick and I was like right when I started. I love the ending though. I really did love that final piece. Yeah, I actually felt something in the ending, but I was like, damn it, it's too late. You need to do this. (laughs) Yeah. I actually like the ending too. Yeah. Third act is great. I like it. That's why this is still on my list for good or great films that uh, coastal elitists with Tumblr accounts <laughs> review badly using their political agenda. Can't believe I remember that. Well, that's, that's a long way to title. All right, cool. Ghost story. Finally saw. Have you had any uh, contributions to this list? No, Letterboxd like is pretty. People can contribute to your list, right? I know, but pe- it's pretty quiet on Letterboxd for me. <laughs> After starting fights, multiple fights with different fucking <laughs> with yeah with Wonder Woman threads and stuff. Alienated yourself in the no, I was never community. I was never fucking present anyway. <clears throat> All right, okay, cool. Steve, got anything else? I got Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Well, all right, all right. Well, okay. moving on. Show yeah. me. <laughs> Watch anything this week? Yeah, I did nothing. I don't have like a handful of movies. I watched um, so I watched Tangerine. Which is will come up in a minute, but I won't, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm going to talk about his newest film, which many of us saw. Uh, Tangerine was a 2015 film directed by Sean Baker. It's 
famous for being like filmed on an iPhone. Uh, didn't know anything about it, and I was like, from the trailers I saw, I I could have swore that this. Was, I was like, damn, this movie looks pretty good for an iPhone. When you actually watch the movie, it looks shitty. <laughs> I mean, still, it's a good. Uh, it's a it's a feat for what it is, but like, <clears throat> there's definitely no doubt in my mind that it was shot on an iPhone. Yeah. Do you um, think yeah? It, like overall, did you feel like he did this as a stunt to get people to watch it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And he, it would, he, it's just funny because, all right, real quick. Yeah, talk about No that. matter how thin your budget is, you can afford a better yeah. camera than an iPhone. <laughs> it, it depends. I, I feel like this was one of those things that you just did it so people it's, can watch it. Was it was probably slightly gimmicky. If you're trying to prove something, I can understand. For example, Soderbergh's next movie is going to be an uh, iPhone shot film. So yeah, we'll but see what, probably look He doesn't though. need to shoot on iPhone, yeah. obviously. Um, so this movie is like pretty much about a, a transgendered prostitute and her journey. She just got out of jail, and she's just trying to, like... She's basically just trying to track down this girl that, like, banged her pimp-slash-boyfriend, and it's like a like a little odyssey through L.A. on Christmas Eve. And the funny thing is, is that they're, like, they're, like, alienated, and they don't have family, so they're just out wandering the streets on Christmas Eve. And there's, like, a cab driver as, like, he's part of the whole, you know, story involved there. And yeah. It it gets pretty good. I, I I can't say I love the film. Um, some of the performances, like basically the main character at first, I was like, is this a real person? There very well could be people out there like this. Maybe I just don't have enough uh, transgendered prostitute friends. Um, but uh, it was okay. I'd probably give this movie a three and a half. It's pretty good. No, I remember watching. It's, it's good. It. It's good. Um, I just don't, you know. I don't like, oh, another thing I don't really like is, like, his choice of music and, like, the cues that he uses to, like, uh... They're, like, dramatic, aren't they? Yeah, they're, like, yeah. super dramatic, and I, it's just not the way I do it, and I don't know, maybe that's not a reason to re- review a movie badly, but I don't know. They're very loud and, like, music that <laughs> just doesn't, I don't know, it's weird, like, action movie music at times. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. The reason I watched that movie, though, was because I was gearing up for a film coming out called The Florida Project, which I went and saw with two of you guys, not Steve. Who though. was it? Oh. <laughs> Everyone but Steve went and saw a Q&A with the director, Sean Baker, and the actress of the film. Steve, you were there? No, but oh. real quick, guys, um, this is a question for Harvey and Sean. Uh, did Thomas have a weird question that he asked the director did he stutter no. at all no. this time I did think, he i, I was think, waiting on it I think yeah i was like the, i mean that's the only reason i wanted I to go the the crowd was pretty intimidating it so. was a very big crowd but yeah. i also really the, the i had questions that people asked but like other than that I, the reason i had questions at the last one is because i seen the movie already and then I went and saw it again, so like the questions were even more pent up. This was like a first viewing, and I just wanted to go to like just be there, you know, like yeah, it was kind of cool seeing Sean Baker. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So basically, the Florida Project. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I guess we can all hop on this, but uh, it's it's, uh, it's about basically the subculture of I don't know if it's a subculture, but economic culture of uh people who pretty much don't have like sustainable living quarters so they like shack up in these hotels particularly extended stay motels yeah Mm -hmm. particularly like what's the route 
Route Route one ninety two. So like by Orange Blossom Trail yeah. in Orlando. Yeah, it's uh it's it's in Orlando. It's like famously known for having a bunch of homeless like households, you know, and living in hotels. <clears throat> it's starring uh Willem Dafoe and um what's Brooklyn Kimberly Price. Yeah, Prince? Brooklyn she's like a child actor that people are, are raving Brooklyn Kimberly about. Prince. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also starring. Uh, this is a the first time. It's uh, very similar to American actors. Honey, actually. Yeah, it's uh, he blind casted these uh, two actresses. One he saw on uh, in a short film called Gangs, and also from Instagram. Yeah, he pulled one from Instagram mm-hmm. too. Much much like American Honey, where they just pulled random people they thought would fit the role. I think uh, I don't know. Like as a whole, like this movie is kind of like the little brother or little cousin of American Honey. Yeah. I it, feel like it was slightly inspired because it was made like a year or so after. Production started a year, I think, after American Honey. It does have that uh that vibe to it. Um I would uh Yeah, I don't know. Which what should I go with this? So basically, um it's quite different than Chan- Tangerine. It's shot on like a nice thirty five millimeter film. Yeah. Looks looks very good. The colors of Florida. The reason I was so attracted to this film is because of its like the trailer really shows Florida in this nostalgic way and like like the trees are so like Florida is just so green and then like the dark clouds and like people are sweating and stuff because it was the summer poorly like painted buildings like really tacky looking and um Man, you really love Florida <clears throat> no just like certain things about Florida you and, just like uh, you can't forget the presence of Waffle House oh yes and there yes. was a Waffle House on the strip and I immediately was taken aback and my, my girlfriend. Oh, oh my god! When they showed up the Twisty Treat, yeah. <laughs> I was like, none of these people in this theater know about the fucking Twisty Treat. I'm sure a lot of people do. I don't Where? know about that. That's you don't a think Florida a lot of thing. you don't think of people in the audience were from Florida? Uh, what are the, how many do you think? A lot of people I meet are from Florida. Surprisingly, in New York, I actually do meet a lot of people from Florida. Fuck you guys! All right, I want my exclusivity <laughs> of of fucking <laughs> knowing. I wanted to be woke on the the Twisty Treat. All right. When the twisty tree showed up, I was like, "That's that shit right there." Um, it's a uh, overall. I really like this movie. It it follows like one mother basically, and she's like a single mother, and she's living with her daughter. And this movie is surprisingly like it doesn't have a lot of drama. In most of the first, like the first two acts, is mostly you following kids around being kids. And uh, the kids' performances were actually really good. I don't really, like, succumb to, like, you know, kids being cute on camera. Like, my girlfriend's been watching Full House a lot, and I'm like, what did they do to get her to say that fucking cute-ass line? Like, I mean, I'm not buying this shit, all right? Okay. I'm not buying this shit. And uh, so, <laughs> but these kids were, like, so natural feeling that I, I actually was very... Uh, curious as to like how his process went and of course that came up in the Q&A but uh I knew it would so Ooh. I didn't bother asking um yeah overall I really like this movie uh, I liked it a lot more than Tangerine maybe it's like the personal connection but I think how, did, how, how was Willem Dafoe oh yeah let me talk about him he was fucking fantastic in this he he plays like this uh compassionate like hotel manager and um, he's, like, torn between, like, trying to be stern and, like, you know, keep everything afloat while, while uh, 
still showing like compassion for these people and he uh there's a there's a great scene where he has to like escort a possible pedophile off the premises <laughs> and that was probably my favorite scene in the movie isn't the pedophile <clears throat> one of that creepy dude uh, I mean, he's creepy. I don't know which creepy dude you're talking about. Oh, I thought he was one of those. Uh, I, thought, I thought he was creepy dude from the movie we just watched. Oh, no, 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 no. He's in this. Yeah, he came up last week on American Made. He's in this. And yeah. this is the first time I've seen him play a non-creepy role. Okay. He's totally just a, a kid, like just a dude. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We're talking about that Caleb guy who's the boyfriend uh, mustache. and heaven knows what. I think, he was Get out. The, I think he was in the crowd last night in the audience. What? Yeah, I think he was like in the front left. Why would he yeah. not be in the? Yeah, I mean, I think he, probably he didn't want to talk. Well, he he's not a big role. Yeah, he didn't have a significant role in the movie, but I'm pretty sure he. Was but in he's there. pretty well known now. Yeah, he's a pretty well known actor. Yeah, but he's in the movie. He's yeah. definitely known. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I like this movie a lot. Uh, what are, What are your guys' thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed this movie from the minute it opens up, and it starts in a weird intro. What's that song that starts with? That was a. It was an old song, right? It was like yeah, a 70s it's very strange. Disco song. Oh yeah, it's kind of like 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 funky. Like, yeah, it was like a 70s it was a one old song. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it was, but yeah. yeah, it started off pretty strange. I was actually taken back with that song. Yeah, me too. I thought bit. the film was gonna incorporate uh, that style of score. Yeah, but it actually didn't. But um, this movie has a really good natural portrayal of growing up. Um, I didn't particularly grow up in Florida, but I understand from stories that I've heard. And, you know, from you guys as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the atmosphere that this movie represents is very realistic. Uh, it has that very... You could feel the heat watching this movie. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like, sitting out, like, sweating. like. Yeah. So on that level, you know, in particular with Florida, I think it, it achieves that look and that atmosphere. The acting from the child is beautiful. I don't, he doesn't really explain too much after the Q&A how, you know, he got her to, like... Like you said, do all these things and just make it look fun and natural. I think what he pretty much said is like she, I don't know if I believe him, but his answer to everything was like, yeah, she's just like a, a child prodigy. Like she just knows mm-hmm. how to act. Yeah, I guess that that's probably what it is. But uh, it's very, very uh, mesmerizing to watch her on screen, especially the scene where she's, uh, it's just a t- one take of her eating all the food at the buffet at the hotel across yeah. the street yeah, yeah and she's just living out her fantasies as a child and it's it's very uh mesmerizing to watch this kid she i think she has a bright future in filmmaking but uh one of the biggest things about this movie that makes it work is willem dafoe uh his character is very unique and it's natural I think he's like where you latch on to as a normal person, mm-hmm. like because none of us are fucking homeless. Yeah, none of us are fucked up people. I mean, well, you know, it's I, debatable, but uh, he's like that. That he's like the middleman of like mm-hmm. that world. I also really enjoyed that they didn't go in the direction of you using him as the driving force of like the plot, or even just the film in general. He's just kind of there in the in the background, and he's he's there when you know the characters need him in a way, or he interacts with certain things of the of the plot. But uh, every scene that he's in is very charismatic, and um, he works really well as a person that you might meet in Florida. This is one of my favorite roles that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just like, wait. This is just wait. It's very better different. than uh, Boom Docs. Green Goblins. Boom Docs. I thought you were gonna say Green Goblins. Yeah, Green Goblins, Spider Man. Yeah, this is a. Uh, 
it's very different from ever, anything I've ever seen him in. Yeah, it's surprising to even see him in a movie like this. Yeah, to see him like as like a normal like dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, I feel like he doesn't play a normal dude ever. He's usually a character the, actor. The Q and A, uh, the director brought up something pretty interesting. Um, like he he mentioned that you would expect Willem Dafoe being the the only big star in the movie. He would just show up the day of and like, all right, let's get to work. Let's get this over with. But uh, he explained to us that he. He went down to Florida for like a couple weeks or three weeks before the shoot, <clears throat> and he he uh, he went to all the hotels on the strip and like talked to all the managers to build this character, and he came back with like a supply list. He's like, "All right, I need this a ladder. I need sunglasses for you know here. I need a walkie-talkie, uh, stuff like that." And he he came back, but r- real quick before Harvey gets into, it, I want to say, Sean, when you brought up like the the florida childhood thing mm-hmm. holy shit there's two particular things in this movie where they like there's a scene where the the two kids are mooing at cows in a cow pasture that's dude that is like if you're not from florida like how do they even know to do that um that's like something we did and then the other thing was when you find an abandoned building you would just go in and destroy shit yeah and we yeah, yeah they were just they would go in they'd see mirrors I feel like we've done that in our adult life <clears throat> yeah probably like when but, i was there but when i was like 10 years old i think i was i didn't do that shit when i was as young as them but they were definitely Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of abandoned homes especially after the recession yeah so i can imagine a lot of you guys you know like that animals yeah we just destroyed (laughs) shit dude we just fucking broke windows through tvs just like they did in the movie it Mm -hmm. was was beautiful but one thing troublemakers one thing that was actually pretty surprising about this movie is that this movie for what it is and the way it's kind of like anticlimactic is that there's actually no lulls in the movie that i can actually bring up i'm not sure if you guys felt the same but uh like i said it it kept me in a trance throughout the entire film yeah when you think right about up until it, the end when you think about it nothing really happens but it does have that like trance mm-hmm. thing going on because of like i just think it's the world that they like managed to recreate because mm-hmm. you, you know you're everything they do is interesting all of a sudden even if it's mundane because you're like who are these people and like what do they do they're so economically you know depressed and interesting stuff yeah harvey got anything else final thoughts on the movie um i think my favorite thing about the movie is that is the perspective from which it's told uh yeah it's told from the little girl's point of view basically and that's like the only perspective you really get to see and so even though they're like uh having like these uh money issues and uh they're homeless and like they're kind of like in a lower socioeconomic uh like neighborhood and shit and they're like living in hotels you never get like that sense of depression or that sense of poverty because you're from the child so everything is really fun and like they're just having fun the entire time and everything is really entertaining and comedic because you're following kids because kids don't really know like that struggle like they probably know that there's something different about the way they live but they don't like know the details and they have no reason to, they, like, be, they don't they don't have enough knowledge yeah. to like question it like oh it's like crazy. oh can things be better like, yeah. they're like this is the best they, they, you know but, like, yeah they you have do like the no frame thing. of reference yeah it's insane like I gotta they're watch clearly this living in the most shit conditions yeah. and they have no idea really yeah but the kids are like really happy and i really like that aspect of it and you slowly get to see like a kid's like childhood kind of be broken like towards the end 
And I don't know, that sounds fucked up to say I enjoy that, but it was kind of cool, like this girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, she... It's, yeah, the character, character growth. Yeah, some like, some uh, movies don't have it. <laughs> I really loved it, like the ending of this movie, like the final like scene of this movie, because, uh, I don't know, in a way, the the scene or what it's like made out to be is like a very happy thing, and they like... Yeah, it's like a very happy thing, but like I think beneath that, it's also like um, kind of like the end of her childhood and it's like the end of like that happiness and it's way. like yeah it's like the end of an era for yeah. her it's crazy so, yeah i really like that aspect of the movie and yeah like all the florida stuff was very accurate and uh i really like that that aspect of it as well that uh he was able to actually capture florida and not kind of like disrespect it anyway or like do things that just it uh, felt authentic yeah, yeah do anything that felt just unrealistic that that didn't really occur we didn't really talk about the mother that much and uh She's the one that he casted off of Instagram. And right, right. She's actually pretty fucking impressive. Um, she was very natural and she was very, seemed very comfortable, which is very strange because apparently she's never acted before in her life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she definitely reminded me of so many like single mothers and shit and just girls in yeah. general that I knew in Florida. Yeah, yeah, man. Like she has this... Uh, <laughs> Like this trashiness about her that's just yeah, so you, can, you could say it. You could say it. And so good. Yeah, it's part of her character. Yeah, man. and it's it's done so perfectly. And um, yeah, I don't a, know how she is in real life. I don't know, but uh, I don't know she was able to definitely recreate that on the screen, and that was pretty cool. Um, and see also, if you missed out. Yeah, it's a really good movie. You should check it out. Uh, I was busy working, man. I'm sorry. Quit. Yeah, you got to check it out when you get the chance. Like she, another thing about the character is. This movie is able to like show you the perspective of uh, like a a mom that's torn between like uh, trying to care for her daughter and do what's best for her daughter, but also <clears throat> that requires her to do things that might not not necessarily be uh, best for her. Yeah, best for her or uh, upstanding from a moral point of view. But she uh, does what she has to do to take care of her daughter. And um, yeah, I think the director said it perfectly. I think people like this do go into survival mode and their, their moral compass, moral compass gets like shifted. Yeah. I think that's why, like, you, you know, you think poor people are morally fucked up, but like, do you ever wonder why, you know? Yeah. Cause like, fuck man. What, well, that's what the do same, you do? That's the same impression I got when I watched Fruitvale was that like he, he was like basically pinned against the wall he really didn't have much of a choice and i was surprised that he was able to overcome the situation like he was going to go back to his old ways and he was able to like overcome he's like no there's another route yeah but th there was a moment in the movie where i'm like i get it like i get why you're doing this because you have no other choice yeah yeah so yeah i i get that yeah that uh actress's name is bria venati by the way and, um, so what do you yeah. guys give it? I want to know some scores. I already rated on Letterbox. Uh, What'd you give it? I gave it a five out of five. Yeah, Ooh. man, that's a pretty high score. Ooh. Harvey? Yeah, I like it uh, a lot. It was a, it's a four for me. It's Tom? A, um, it's a really I, good movie. I'd probably go five as well. Maybe Ooh. a heavy four and a half. I'm, I'm still contemplating. I, d I did really like. It's, it's hard to really have any complaints for it. I mean. It's That's weird. The thing. It yeah. is a tra an entrancing movie. I don't. I don't know. It. I mean, let's just say five for now. You know. Yeah. That it. Can, you have like a couple days to change it. It's not like. Well, see, the weird <laughs> thing is, American Honey is like. I obviously like that movie more because of. I don't know. 
but they're different and yeah i don't know they're very similar in a lot of ways not only like uh yeah for sure in the atmospheres that they like create like that southern like bleak fucking uh recreation of the south but also like the characters and uh both characters are kind of like on the fringe they're they're from like low socioeconomic backgrounds and yeah i like that themes are very similar in both of these movies Visually, I think they also kind of look similar. What's your uh, What's yeah. your girlfriend think there, Sean? She loved it. She she was uh she, she kept talking about it after the movie. I heard this her was her jam. Yeah, huh? This was her jam. This was her thing. Yeah, she thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I think every movie I've been excited for I, this year, I haven't been let down. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy, good, man. I'm glad good, that you were finding. It's the trailers, man. Like some trailers are so good. This trailer was great and who, good. Who good released time this great. movie? Jeez, they're killing it this yeah. year. Eight twenty four, of course. I think. All right, let's move on. There's there has to be conspiracy with eight twenty four. Yeah, we're a, <laughs> good thing we're not doing a topic today. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, you guys got anything else? That's all I have, really, besides the Harvey original Blade Runner. Uh, nothing worth talking about. <laughs> give, yeah. us some, give us some yeah. Bihar Haynes. goodness. Uh, I watched uh, this. I don't even remember the title of it. So. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what's it about? You're on a whole nother level watching <laughs> shit. Like What's he just he closes yeah. his eyes and picks a movie on him. He he finishes the whole movie without knowing the title. <laughs> dude, I I did this thing last week where I was like, oh shit, this movie looks good, and then I started playing. I was like, dude, I've seen this movie before last yeah, year. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's because you watch a bunch of fucking terribly unmemorable shit. Yeah, I mean, if you if it was memorable, you would remember. Ter- terrible is is it's, you know it's definition. Think about it's it. Terrible. Shout out to Shutter, man. Shutter is a great service. Oh, real quick. I want to mention uh, this new thing I signed up for. It's called Filmstruck. I don't know if you guys heard of yeah, it. I know it, yeah. I've heard of it. What is it? I have no cri- idea what this is. It's, like, it's basically like they have a whole bunch of indie directors, but they also have Criterion stuff. Yeah. And, oh, is uh, it like a sh- uh, sc- streaming service? Yeah. And I have it has all those on, things, like, dude. Oh, do you really? I even have... Um, you have FanDuel? Yeah, uh, you have uh, Filmstruck. Can uh, I cop that? No, what's it called? Sundance Now. Oh, really? That's a good one, too. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I I got it this week. I need to actually start watching some stuff, but I'm just excited to dig my dig in there. What's the uh, the the fee? What is What's it? the damage? Ten. Ooh, that's steep. That's what steep. The for, how's that steep for for being like specific to like indie films? I mean, come it's, on, it's it like be five. Well, it's like it's critically acclaimed films. Criterion. It's a, it's a good variety of yeah. stuff, and I feel like I feel like you probably can find a lot of stuff it's you usually can't find on. Netflix. It's the only place where you can get Criterion collection. And stuff. and I and I really want to watch Hulu, it. but no, it's Hulu doesn't have it anymore. Right? Yeah, Hulu doesn't have shit anymore. Okay, so I want to briefly bring up something that I did watch. Okay, so I did watch um the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> have you guys ever seen it? Wait, what's no. it called? It's a Pixar the, movie, right? Yeah, Pixar. Yeah, the like good last dinosaur. year, I think you saw it. No, but I oh. I watched it a uh, part of it, I think. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. It's a good adventure tale. There's not a lot of plot going on. It's just a survival story. Um, not the best Pixar movie. It's I think it would just came under the rug when it was released. No, there wasn't much traction on it. I gave that a three out of five. But uh, I watched this movie that I was going to go see in theaters when it first came out. But uh, it was in theaters for like maybe a week. I saw The Little Hours. Do you guys know what this is? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Nun movie. Yes, and uh, it's a movie directed Aubrey by Plaza? Aubrey Plaza. Yes, directed by Jeff Bina. He he did a movie last year that I really like called Joshi. Um, that movie is very much different than this film. This film is about these uh, nuns who live in like a convent somewhere. I'm not sure, even sure exactly where, but it takes place in the Middle Ages, 
and it stars Audrey Plaza, uh, Dave Franco. What's that girl from Girls? J- I'm not Jemima. a big fan of Dave Franco. Jemima Kirk. Yeah, Jemima Kirk. She's in there. Also, uh, did I say Alison Brie? Alison Brie's in there. Ooh, J- I gotta watch it. John C. Riley, Molly Shannon's in there. Fred Amison, uh, Nick Offerman. So I'm guessing this is a uh, dramatic period piece. No, it is a goofy. <laughs> I saw the trailer. It was a comedy. I think. So, I've never even heard of this movie. Really? No. It's the way I, I think I wrote on Letterbox. Guess. It's it's Napoleon Dynamite meets um Monty Pond Monty Python Holy Grail meets Nacho Libre. Um, it is a very strange strange movie. There's a lot of sex in the movie. Basically, Dave Franco he's on the run from his he he's a slave. And I believe he hooks up with... Um, he's a white slave? Yes, he's a white slave. Uh, he hooks up with his um, his owner's wife. And he gets caught and he goes on the run and he gets taken in, into this uh, this convent with these nuns. And, w- and the point of where he meets them, they're all kind of, uh, I would say, young ladies who are trying to explore themselves, even sexually. Even though they're nuns, they have their secrets. For example, Aubrey Plaza, she is in a cult. Um, also Alison Brie, she's very, she's looking to get married and she's very horny. Most of the girls in the movie are pretty much horny and they want to hook up with anybody. There's a lot of sex scenes in this movie where they drug Dave Franco and they try to have a threesome with him. Uh, it's one of the first movies I've seen Audrey Plaza with her titties out. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of boobs in this movie. uh, It's a very strange. I must add a star though, right? It's a very strange, uh, you'll, you'll see, you'll see, but (laughs) The movie is very. There's the dialogue spoken very strangely, kind of like a natural Libre, I would say. So it's pretty much like the Beguiled. No, it's it's like wack, a guy it's, locked it's, up. It's with, in the vein of wacky comedy, kind of pretty similar premise. to um, Monty Python. Oh, well, yeah, and I do. Weird. It's it's somewhere in between Monty Python and and um, uh, Nacho Libre, I would say. But I gave it a two and a half. Um, I know it got really good scores across the board, but for some reason this movie didn't work for me. I thought it was very too strange. There, it crossed the borders there a little bit, where it was strange to be funny, but not concise enough for me to really enjoy it. The most of the sex scenes are sporadic and awkward. I don't know, Harvey. You might might be into this. I'm not sure. So, so it's a one and a half, but because it's like a two. It's like a two, but I gave an extra half because I'm gonna watch this movie. Uh, you should check it out. Yeah, nah, just fucking there's, Mr. There, Skin there, it, bro. There's a there's a threesome scene with Jemima Kirk and um Aubrey Plaza. I really like Jemima Kirk and Aubrey Plaza. So yeah, I'll probably watch this. There's a Why scene. Why can't you just look it up on Mr. Skin, man? Skip the the shitty. Plot. I actually want to watch the movie though. Yeah, <laughs> John C. Riley has a really good scene in this movie where he's pretty much a drunk. He's a he's a priest, but he's a drunk, and every night he tries to have um, a drink with Dave Franco, and he can't pretty much he can't really drink with him because uh, John C. Riley can out drink anybody in the movie. Uh, it was strange to see Molly Shannon in a movie. I haven't seen her in a movie in a very long time. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but yeah, I give it a two and a half. Um, what else did I watch? Um, that's pretty much it. Word. Yeah, I did watch a shitty movie, but I, it's called Infinity Chamber. I'm not going to bring that up. That bad? Um, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> you ready to do this? Yeah. You guys want to jump into... Har- Harvey's cracking his knuckles. Blade, Blade Runner, 2017, 2049. <laughs> but, but uh, first, let's talk about some other stuff. No. 
<laughs> Harvey's like, no. Let's uh, let's play a clip Harvey's right here. Bursting at the seams. Every leap of civilization was built off the back of slaves. Replicants are the future, but I can only make so many. I had the luck, and he has the key. I think I found him. That's not possible. If this gets out, we've bought ourselves a war. You're a cop. I did your job once. Things were simpler then. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. What happened? I covered my tracks. Scramble the records. We were being hunted. By who? Blade Runner 2049. A young Blade Runner's discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down former Blade Runner Rick Deckard, who's been missing for 30 years. Directed by the Denise Villeneuve. Uh, stars Harrison Ford, Ryan Gosling, Anna Del Amaris, and also Jared Leto. What did you guys think of Blade Runner, Steve? <laughs> Poor Harvey. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Wait, Harvey went that face alone, last he's time. Just like, just Harvey, I wasn't here last the, time. Harvey, we're the, saving the, the best for last. That. Did I? Yeah, but actually, you go, Harvey. Yeah. All right, fuck throw it. this up on the air. You go first. It. It's you... rare that I write notes, and I wrote a bunch of notes. Oh, my God. He has more than I had for American Honey. This is disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Just say if you liked it or not. Yeah, I don't know if this is in canon, but uh, yeah, Blade Runner's... I should offer some background. Blade Runner's probably my uh, favorite movie of all time. You mentioned it before. Yeah. I've seen it probably close to about 40 to 50 times. That's crazy. Um I don't think I've seen anything that many times. I yeah, have. It's a beautiful movie. Um, I don't think I've seen my own penis that many times. And so, yeah, this is honestly probably the most anticipated movie of my life. Um, yeah. So, Star Trek Nemesis was up there, but Blade Runner 2049 is probably number one. Just wait, Star Trek Nemesis was up there in terms of like most anticipated? Yeah. This really? year? Of my no, life. No, of his life. Of your life. I, I, like, just, I, I found that interesting. It was like 98 or 99. That was 2001. Was 2001. Oh. Yeah, um, I remember that shit because I went to theaters to see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, tw- uh, Blade Runner 2049 isn't like a typical sequel. Uh, I don't think it serves as like a weak reboot made to uh, made it as like a money grabber. And it doesn't really um, like rip off of like the themes and uh, plot elements from the original. <clears throat> and it also doesn't like really regurgitate like uh the ideas and shit from uh the original to like create some nostalgic trip. I think Blade Runner like stays in line with the original movie, but it also kind of offers something very different. I think it stands on its own like as a piece of uh filmmaking. I have a question. Is it better than the first? <laughs> I'm gonna get to that. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> you thought he was gonna answer that right now? Yeah, I want, I want to. Do it. That's a big question. Yeah, yeah so is it better? While it's like, I think it stands on stands on its own. It's also like, uh, it's still grounded like in uh, morality and like human values and like the value of life and like assigning value of life, very much like the first one. Um, 
But uh, this one is like told from like a new perspective, which is uh, Ryan Gosling. Like Rick Deckard doesn't even make his uh, physical appearance into the narrative until like like two to like two thirds of the movie is over. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a credit to like the writing of this movie. I feel like its ability to survive that long without like uh, the presence of Deckard even being in the majority of the movie. Yeah, I can't say that I was like, uh, "Where's Deckard at?" Like, I was actually. Uh, never mind. That's part. Uh, of it. Yeah. This this is a comment on the first film, and I think I'm, I have the least popular opinion. But after rewatching it, uh, he. In terms of Rick Decker, like I understand his character, uh, but he really didn't bring much in terms of like character. Like you really right, don't get much um, from him. Like, in the first, in the first, I'm going to continue because I don't know what you're saying, and I don't like it. Damn <laughs> <The> story. <laughs> we could we could do a bonus episode of, of arguing about the original. I don't know. I, I mean, no, it's just legit angry. I don't know. <laughs> a fight breaks out. <laughs> you don't know him, all right? I loved him. <laughs> Yeah, this story is like told from the perspective of uh, Ryan golf. Gosling and his his uh, character K. Um, his job is to track down and eliminate like old skin jobs uh, or replicants, and uh, like his re- his most recent case takes him down like a rabbit hole of like mystery and uh, cover up that eventually like entwine with a uh, Deckard story. And yeah, like it's the same as the original. Like Deckard takes a story or a case that uh, leads him down a path that. Uh, gets very shaky and uh like as with the original this isn't an action movie and uh despite like the beautiful uh sci-fi setting it's also not like a straight up sci-fi film there's like action sequences and uh they're pretty good but they're kind of secondary in the narrative there's a different sort of experience that happens there's like ambiguity and mystery and i don't know i think for me personally it makes it like prompted me to like think about what I'm seeing and think about like the actions and uh, the choices like the people are making, and not necessarily just uh, ogle over the beautiful action sequences and uh, dystopian sci-fi setting. Um, <clears throat> Ryan Gosling's performance is also really fucking good. It's kind of like nuanced and layered. Like it's a pretty fucking complex character, and he's like in the midst of these of this big like transition or change in his life. And, uh, I think Gosling did a pretty good job of like capturing like that internal change and struggle within K and, uh, Gosling is fucking American treasure. Like he can do anything. I, uh, he's a, he's a handsome boy. I almost like, you know, I mean, I, he's, he's always been my boy, but like, I haven't seen him in a while. Boy, did he come back into my life. Yeah. He can do anything like (laughs) romance, comedy, sci-fi. Yeah action he can do anything uh yeah i would agree Uh, but like visually and sonically this movie is fucking perfect like the sound design it was like really so loud and like rumbling my chest and it like perfectly captures like this i think it captures the elements of i think i think it for this one at least it pays homage to the original but yet it transcends it in so many ways yeah and amplifies especially the sound design is beautiful yeah i forget the name of the guy that did the original sound sound design but yeah hans zimmer oh his name is uh it's like it starts with the v i believe vinyl i don't know it's like visual (laughs) some shit yeah i I, I actually before this even came out i just assumed hans zimmer was gonna do it yeah 
It was actually a controversy. Apparently, he got. Uh, apparently, there was an original score. Like someone who was originally going to do the score, and he got booed in, and uh, Hans Zimmer had to redo all of it. That's I what have, I've heard. I have to clean up these mess. Wait, did I just make Hans Zimmer sound Mexican? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Was, a lot, apparently. <laughs> I think it's the way I'm like hunched over. I couldn't do the. I couldn't do his accent. Uh, Harvey, continue. Where, where were you? Uh, uh, we can open it up now. Um, <sighs> Are you sure, Steve? Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, talking too much. I think I think what you the little insert I got when Harvey was talking when I said it pays homage, but yet it transcends. I think that's just my overall feeling in the film. I think it takes elements from the original, and it not only like pays homage and like it respects the material. But it, it like amplifies it and brings it to another level. Yeah. Uh, first, with I would say character and story, uh, I can understand people's like like when they watch Blade Runner for the first time. It is a slow movie. It is. I get it. Like if you don't, you have to sure. take your time. You have to enjoy it. Uh, but if if you're not into that and you're like, oh, what the fuck, nothing's happening. I understand that because nothing really happens for a good portion of the movie. It's really just kind of a character study about humanity and how we like how we were affected by technology and like who we are. And it's, it's, it's a deep film, but I think with this one, at least it, it's able of its time. Yeah. I, I think this is able to bring it to the forefront for mainstream audiences. Like it's easy to consume because the story's like right there mm-hmm. and it gives you K who is a character that you're able to relate with, especially through his transformation through the movie. He gives, he has such a strong arc and I was able to feel for him in so many ways Unlike I did, I hate what I mentioned earlier because Harvey seems upset by it, but I said like with Deckard, I really didn't, in a way he was almost detestable in some elements because he he was an alcoholic. He's detestable? It's just something like he wasn't like, there wasn't like elements to where you can see like, oh, there's a good guy deep down there. You just see a broken man. You know, yeah, he kind of had that like I mean, Hugh Jackman, and, 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 and that's thing the thing. Of, and that's the thing about uh, Ridley Scott's original film is that is a lot of ambiguity. There is like it's just yeah. a lot of it is just not really given to you. So I, I feel like I think Dennis uh, Denis, how do you pronounce it, Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Yeah. Villeneuve. He was able to bring like make it consumable for like a wider audience. Like he gives you a a character that you can like be with from beginning to end and you watch his transformation where Ridley Scott, at least in the original, mm-hmm. it, it's harder, you know? I, I still think the very excessive, like the ones who like truly can't breathe out of their nose are going to have problems with this one. Oh, yeah, because it's not a fucking... A- and thank the God trailer, he didn't do it. Thank I know, God. I was trailer, so nervous. The trailer edged like close to that territory. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because I had a feeling, I was like, is he going to make this like a fucking just action movie? Because like, Blade Runner like is not... Trick. Yeah, like yeah. it's not an action movie. Yeah, it uh, is not an action movie. It's a noir. It's 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 science fiction. I, and it's I like, knew I knew it would it would they would stick to the original a little bit, but, but I was also, actually surprised how much. They yeah, did. yeah. Uh, pretty much the uh, only ac- action sequences in this movie are pretty much contained in that trailer. Yeah. Um, the the rest of it is kind of uh, just character building and world building uh, stuff, and it's. It's all in service of the narrative and not necessarily uh, just eye candy. I would mm-hmm. appreciate it. I, I would say that my favorite thing about the original and this one is how their lack of action humanizes the film. Like, yeah. like you're in this dystopian like future. That doesn't mean there's always got to be explosions. 
Yeah. That means that people could just live their lives every day. And, yeah, I would agree. And there could be like things going on under the surface, but overall the, the, the first Blade Runner is such a contained conflict that I think the fact that it doesn't reach any further out than like Deckard's small little world yeah. it makes it feel so human. Yeah. I think that's why um I, I yeah, I don't know. I I never watched the original. I think we discussed this before the podcast. But, but you, you watched the director's cut, right? Sure, so, I watched the director's cut eight years ago and then re-watched. the final cut this week. And um, I kind of want to watch the original now because I want to know what he says in the voiceovers. But um, I listened to it. It's fucking... Uh, I listened to, like, I think two of them. It's, just it's all, pretty bad. Yeah, it's, so... I don't know about that. It's I don't know. It seemed kind of like... It seems so... I guess because I my experience like is with the, with the director's cut. Yeah. And I love how it's just like... The hey, scene maybe, was silent. Hey, maybe the original cut will fix your problem of not having enough character. The maybe. narration of the first one was put in uh, in post production, right? It was yeah. never written yeah. in. From I don't know. Yeah, I hear there was studio meddling, oh, which, man. which is why the ending's different and why the uh, the voiceover yeah. was added. But I believe that originally the you know Ridley Scott did not want any of that. That's that's what no, I heard. He did not. Um, I'm on bored with this movie i i actually i would say that like there's a very small chunk where i started to like it just started to get really slow like the original and i was just like excuse me what can you repeat that you didn't hear me or you Uh, no no can you repeat that please like it's harvey's right there no no i just i just want to repeat that you said you said it, it got slow where did it get slow? Yeah, I want to hear this shit, motherfucker. I actually, I actually have, I have a note I'm about, just with you. about <laughs> this in my no, I was like, what's little happening? notes here. Yeah, what do you got? So basically, all right, I'll start off with this. I wrote one of my first notes here, and this is something I wrote on my phone right after I saw the movie. And my first note is uh, one of the best sequels I've ever seen made. Um, and I stick by that. I think this is one of the best follow-up films I've ever seen, uh, especially a movie that's, what, 30 years removed or so. Yeah. And I know everybody's going to be talking about the sound, the cinematography. Roger Deakins. And the visual effects. Yeah, he's he's great. I love anything he films. But I think my favorite part of this movie that works on every um, uh, five-star level is uh, the narrative. The narrative in this movie is super interesting. And I think the framing of it is unique because, uh, I, well, I don't, I'm not going to get into the story. But no I think mo- most of it is going to be spoilers if I bring it up. But uh, yeah, the narrative is incredible. The whereas they choose they they chose to um frame the story around a replicant in this one, uh, I was surprised. Well, yeah, in the first film, there's always that debate if whether Decker was a replicant or not. I don't know where you guys stand, but there's always this debate. I feel and like it I comes like up in this one, but maybe the spoiler. That, that I, th- I think they pass could over do it. Spoiler talk. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I agree. I think kind of letting you know from the get-go that he is a replicant yeah. and uh and if you don't yeah if you don't yeah if you don't fucking figure it out in the first five minutes because his head slammed into the wall yeah. then you're it's, an idiot yeah, i don't think that's a spoiler but yeah, yeah it's he's very like obvious a, he's part of like a new generation of replicants well um, plus he, his name is a serial number yeah yeah <laughs> well i mean well we only get k like that from the if you look at the imdb yeah i guess yeah, yeah. but uh no, uh, you know what element I really did like? I think when I realized I love this movie was the uh, when when he was interacting with Joy, and when he goes to his apartment for the first time and he's talking to someone, 
and you think it's going to be as like a physical girl or this yeah, this it's very her yeah and it's very like yeah and it's just basically this 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 uh, hologram there's a scene just and like her in this there, there there's and that. it's almost sad because he's that lonely because and then he realized that he is in his own way like he's so, like he is then really quick Denise considers that a spoiler oh really yeah her character oh really because in the trailers they let you believe that she's a you know presence in the film was no it, was for the plot or something Ooh. But it's okay. Whoops. Yeah, I don't think it's really that big of yeah. a deal. It's just it's just an interesting scene because he's like given dinner and it's just like everything in his like kind of house is like a simulation and it's just him trying to have this pretend life. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, I'll talk about the scene later in spoilers. Um, no, I, I really love that, and that's when I and also the scene outside when in, in the rain. I thought it was very beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, probably the best sequence in the entire movie for me. Yeah, I thought it was so beautiful. You're talking about the ending. Oh no! no. I'm, talking I'm talking about the action sequence. I'm talking the about the rain. He's talking about the rain. Like oh, he was oh, upstairs with her on the roof. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I thought it was really beautiful. Yep. I was like shit. Yeah, yeah. The shot. Oh, fuck. This is one of the most amazing movies to look at. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those movies where like I kept asking for more establishing shots. I was like, <laughs> wait, real quick before you before you start talking, let me get some yeah. more. Um yeah, it's fucking gorgeous, man. This movie has one of the most satisfying endings uh, in recent memory, whereas the first yeah. one ends on a very nostalgic and existential note from the uh, the protect or the antagonist. This one's a little bit different, but I it's almost the same ending. thing, but without that monologue. It's very similar. Real quick, it's, it reminds me of a. Well, never mind. That's kind of a spoiler. I was just. Yeah, I just really want to mention real quick about the original Blade Runner. If you've never seen it, I think you should see it. But there is. But the God, ending is different. The ending is so fucking like. That's, the, that's, I'm talking about the third act. One of when the best things I've ever seen in the movie yeah. is the original Blade Runner. When you saw the yeah. Tears in the Rain speech. Yeah, that's yeah. so oh, good, man. Really fucking good. And then that, that's. And I think that's where it's improvised I think, too. Really? Yeah, he improvised that line. Wow, mm-hmm. that was fucking. That was amazing. And then uh, even the uh, like ambiguous ending when he runs out of the apartment in the elevator. But, yeah. Anyway, you guys can continue. Sorry, I really like that ending. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We we are kind of like trying to put our thoughts into. <clears throat> I feel like this is a little disorganized, and we will get into spoilers at the end of the episode. We're, yeah, we're not talking too much. You can you'll notice that we're not talking too much about the plot. Because uh, very very sensitive plot. Yeah, yeah. it is. So yeah, I didn't even know I spoiled anything until Sean yeah. had the tone. Yeah, that's I'm actually like, a big shit. thing in the movie that he didn't want to give away in the trailer. Oh really? Yeah. Dick. Fuck. But were man. you surprised at that though? Oh, uh, you said you no. were, right? No, I wasn't surprised that she was because the thing is, I just had this feeling. There's like, there's literally like a couple minutes where you don't see her, and you just hear a voice. I yeah, mean, it's easy to it's assume. Pretty, it's interesting that the love interest in this movie is a hologram. But it's it was, very unique. It was really nice. Yeah, I thought their relationship. I thought they had a lot of chemistry. Mm-hmm. The color palettes in every pretty much every frame in this movie has a different color palette. Yeah, uh, especially the scene where he goes to Vegas, or the mm-hmm. scenes in the rain, or in the the, the um the, the trenches. Was, the snow was my favorite. Yeah, the snow. The was snow great. was like perfect. My favorite is actually what uh the fog scene. Oh, in the in the, the beginning. first in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was good. When he goes to the farms and stuff. And real quick, yeah. Dave Bautista was great in this. He was. Yeah, it's surprising it's to think that... the most I've ever heard him spoke. Yeah, but you realize that, like, oh, this guy can have act. You, have you not seen Guardians? Yeah, he has, like, one line, like, like in Guardians. He doesn't have a lot of monologues. Yeah, I don't know. He's yeah. just, like, he did a really good job in this. And, uh, yeah. He was able to actually show some emotion in this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believed his character. I believed every single yeah. character <clears throat> I was we yeah. were introduced to. Even Jared Leto, you know. Yeah, Jared Leto's even though cool, Even, you know, it's... Fuck, I don't know. He's been upsetting me lately, but... I really enjoyed him in this. Yeah. 
I like his. I've always pause been a fan of Mr. Leto. The movie. You notice that like pause? He was just the way he spoke. Yeah, he, he spoke like a, a like a robot. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so cool. Yeah, Gosling in this is a. Um, I mean his beautiful his ability to handle information, like you guys, get what I'm saying, and distribute it. Yeah, it's, with his it, body. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I don't think he smiled once in the film. No, uh, even the te- oh man, that test scene. Fuck, it's like I don't even want to talk his, about it. There's his so character. many like moments. Oh in the yeah, movie. that's so the, think, the think where it's getting base, louder and louder. Yeah, the baseline. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the baseline. That's scene what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you're wondering what Ryan Gosling's character is like, think about his character in Drive, but like a hundred times more depth. Like, yeah, it's like that similar like. The way he moves through life, I, I, f- I feel like but he like, has it's, to be that way. His I've character. Got a serious question for me? you guys about this movie. What's that? Uh, are you trying to see it after the podcast, or <laughs> what's up? Are you gonna pay for Let's my go. IMAX? I'm ticket? seeing it right now. I'm going. Really? Yeah. Fuck. I'm, I'm seriously, go I'm seriously going to see it again. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, beware. This is American Honey runtime. Yeah, it's like two hours. I don't. And it does minutes. not feel at all like two hours and forty three minutes. Neither did American Honey to me. But yeah, this movie doesn't. <laughs> this movie did not like. I say maybe for ten minutes, I wondered if it was going to drag because it was started to like head into a very slow direction, and then there was like something that happened that literally was like, I don't know. We're back into this story, and I think I'm going to agree with Harvey. Is like, or maybe it's you. I can't remember. What to this but like the. Mm-hmm. The fact that we didn't need Deckard said to carry okay yeah to carry oh, yeah, us said. through the first two acts was like I'm be honest man it's incredible like the way that you didn't need him at all to be honest like, when he could have been mentioned I feel like about, he could have been mentioned yeah when you think about that. movies that try to do this like uh, like Force Awakens like you're just counting down the time until fucking uh, Han Solo comes back into the movie and yeah. that's all that is and even the plot itself is just a regurgitated cro- plot crux. Of, of, I would, I would of the original it's the same shit you, yeah. this movie is completely different from that yeah everything's this, this they movie is actually the... quite the opposite of um all the questions all the questions that you ask in the first movie it's yeah. the opposite in this film yeah. which is interesting also one thing the gunshots were like better than dunkirk oh, yeah. dude oh my god even like even like, there's like, not my... that many of them yeah but... there's one like that fucking scared me like it was like one when it first started shooting and it scared me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? The Batista scene? Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. I was thinking about that too. Oh, God. Like it's I so, jumped. It's so funny though because this movie reminds me of a lot of different things. It reminds... There's so many little... It has so many little interjections of little movies that I love like Drive and Her. Yeah. Like the, did you guys get the Drive... Uh, like, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. The, end, the, on end, the yeah, beach? Yeah. I was like, no, holy no, no. shit, it feels like that scene. But that scene is incredible. There's a lot of like standalone, like mo- the you know that movie clips uh, channel on YouTube? I feel like this whole movie could just be broken down into clips and you can just watch them out of order on yeah. there because they're so fucking good. Yeah, this movie, oh, man, he did... You know, I can't believe I had like a moment of doubt because I was just nervous. I actually was waiting... I was nervous because I really felt like this could have just end up being like so the studio would have got involved. Like, can you put a little bit more action sequences? Can nah, we put I, in the... I think De- Dennis Villeneuve is not stupid enough. He's not. Like he's but, not. Um, but it's just like, you know, studio meddling has yeah, been you know, known to like fuck up movies. Like they just kind of instigate and it's just <laughs> like, you know, let let him do his fucking thing. He knows I saw, what he's doing. I saw a picture where De- uh, Ridley Scott was looking over his shoulder. I'm like, what are you doing, Ridley? Get out of get there. The, get the get fuck out. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, before we watched it, 
I didn't I didn't know what to expect, but I had this weird feeling that Harvey was like gonna come up and and bash it. I just wanted really? that I wanted that episode to be a thing. I wanted uh, Harvey to be like, this shit was fucking horrible. When I came I out this movie, the first thing I said to my girlfriend was that movie blew my fucking mind. And I don't think we were on the same level because she didn't understand why. And I was trying to explain to her how or why I thought this movie was amazing. It's because it's a sequel that's actually trend I feel like for me at least it's own. Yeah, like it's just it's it is so weird that you get a movie this far removed from the original with a a dream director and then on top of that with it feels like almost zero studio meddling. Like it's just it it was just like this is his interpretation of the film. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is like the cleanest version we're gonna get. I mean it's kind of it's just so weird. Like you don't think it was gonna be possible but it it's the dream scenario. It's probably kind of bad to say. Uh, Ridley Scott wasn't able to direct this because of a uh, scheduling conflict with uh, Alien Covenant. Bro. But, uh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if Ridley Scott had directed this, I think I probably would have bashed this movie. Yeah. I mean, I bashed fucking Covenant. Yeah, he just God. hasn't. I think Ridley Scott, you know, he's he's approaching that age. Maybe he's a little senile. <laughs> I don't know if he is senile. <laughs> I don't know. I understand. Like, he made these, like, interesting high science fiction concepts. Like, yeah, he was able like, to make these yeah, like movies. Highbrow, like, sci-fi movies. Like, I think Ridley ever. Scott, some of the... I don't get it. The best films Ridley Scott's have made over the years were smaller budget movies. Yeah. And I think maybe he should stick to that. He made a movie in 2007, I think, called The Good Year, which is one of my favorite movies Russell at Crow? the last day. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I just... It's no, really good. I know it has Russell Crowe and you love it. It's it's basically a non-plot film, and it's great. And it's shot in his house, in Ridley Scott's house. Um, can I? I don't know. Should I just come out the the gates blazing? What What's that? Say? Five out of five. Um, I no, nah, that's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that I think I like this more than the original. No, I'm the same bit. Huh. I'm really? easily. Is that not crazy? No, it's not crazy. Like I understand the complaints of the original. I like I get people. There's, there's, certainly, like, the pro- there's certainly different like layers of this the, movie. The, yeah. problem, than the first one. The has. problem yeah. with that statement is like that movie's thirty years old, and like if you like give like I don't know maybe like the the almost like you have to adjust things for like inflation. Mm-hmm. This, um, the plot in this movie it's a little bit it's on a different note. I think this movie follows a a strict way of him investigating this uh mystery whereas the first one they they established things along the way yeah and somehow it's, they it's, still not, it's not really a mystery it's pretty like and somehow they still manage to like have comedy in there mm-hmm. it's weird i don't know i agree with you it's i think not, i think that especially the romantic element it's more dramatic in this one. Oh yeah it, compared to the first there's How a, do you there's feel about a, there's the romantic a, element in this one, there, there's a very beautiful scene that can be interpreted very differently uh, from... <laughs> Spoilers. You know, it's, maybe it's a little bit of a spoiler, but there's a scene where it's... Obviously, it's known at this point that uh, Joy is a hologram. And I think towards the third, the beginning of the third act, uh, Ryan Gosling's character, Kay, sees another version of her being advertised. And yeah. basically, you can purchase this person, kind of like in her. And she... Kind of has the same type of emotion as his version does, and a lot can be said that her projection of love towards him is just an implant of for everyone. Yeah, just, what makes uh, her not special and yeah, him not like special as well. Yeah, so there's a beautiful scene with that. So all that combined with her character and what she represents 
and what the question raises. I think it's a lot more effective than the first. Yeah, that I really enjoyed that scene, and it kind of made me feel really fucking bad for him. Yeah, you, and I was actually quite sad. Yeah, that's toward scene, the end. Um, the end, and I actually cried. I had, uh, my girlfriend gave me a tissue. Nah, that's not true. But I was very I sad. That. Yeah, that scene <laughs> no, that's, pretty hard. Yeah, that, there's that, also the scene. I don't know if I should get into it now or like later. But later, it's like yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, are, are we We're doing the spoiler talk? Yeah, do you guys want to talk? Well, spoilers? we need to. It's up to we you need guys. To, we need to rate this first, and then yeah, let's rate it, and then we jump into okay. more. Okay, let's do a really quick spoiler talk then. Yeah, we can rate. We're gonna it, rate then. it. And okay, then so Steve, go. Or, sorry, Harvey, you went first, so you rate first. Uh, yeah, I had one last thing to say. Oh, if that's okay, is, yeah, it, yeah. Spo- is it in spoiler talks no, or it's main review talks? Uh, in conclusion. Okay. Yeah, actually, no, and no, I didn't, really didn't have much to say. Uh, yeah, really, all those I was really afraid. Yeah, I don't know. I was really afraid to watch this movie, and I was afraid of what this that it could be bad. I don't know. I would manage to rope in my expectations, I guess. But um, I don't know. The first movie, the Blade Runner, is like a really important movie to me for some reason. I guess because I know I grew up watching sci-fi and shit, and uh, I don't know. When I was a kid, like I didn't have like any friends at all, and all I did was watch movies all day and Star Trek. And yeah, I don't know. Cool. You should write a book. I should maybe. Uh, I don't know. The mo- first movie was very important to me, and this is better than I could have ever fucking. 2049 is better Would than you I agree that this for. is one of the best sequels ever made? It absolutely is. It's yeah. probably the best ever made. Um, um, I'm trying to think of a better one. Um, would you? Yeah, I'm totally on board with like, I'm not like on the same romantic level with the original as you, but like to me, the original is like, I feel like it was the first film to ever create that sci-fi world. And like Star Wars didn't really do it. Um, basically... I feel like without that, the original you have no like things that I love like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, um, feels a, there's a lot of Cowboy Bebop or a lot of Blade Runner Cowboy Bebop, um, and like things like Dark City stuff like that, which is one of my favorite like sci-fi films. Uh, that dystopian world, like I don't think we would have understood it the same way we do without the original Blade Runner. It's true. I think a lot of it influenced a lot, like Akira. Like I don't think we would have any oh, of that. Akira, it, yeah, it came out like yeah, like eighty eight. Like, yeah, like I don't think we'd have any of that. With Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. yeah, it's all uh, it's all kind of points back to Blade Runner. Yeah. While while there are like you know things where the average person might not be fully like stuck to their seat while watching the original Blade Runner, it's like the shit looks amazing for being that old. But yeah, back to what you were saying. Uh yeah, I think what I was saying was, yeah, this is just you're giving it the coveted six out of ten, right? Yeah, it's uh beautiful, and it, I don't know, it, it brought me back to when I was a kid watching the original. It's just uh, it like kind of reignited my imagination and made me actually think. Um, yeah, it's a five out of five. I love this nice movie. Shomo. Um, damn. I okay. yeah, I mean I'm pretty much at five out of five. It's it's damn. It's too, a light five too, out of five for you. It's a light five get, out of five. Get yeah. t- I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, just say it's a just say it's a two. A four and a half. <laughs> just just say no, it's a four. No, because like realistically, I don't know. It it's for like like you guys said to to see the sequel live up that well. I mean, I can't help but give it a five. Okay. It's weird though. I gave Dunkirk a five, but this feels like a different experience. 
It doesn't feel like the same kind of five, but it's still a five. It's weird. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, but I can't give it any less. It's just, oh, man. I think Ryan Gosling's part of that five, but. He's that one star extra. Yeah, it's he's, four. It's actually a four, but. And then Ryan Gosling gives it yeah. a five. To be honest, I'd probably give the original a four based on enjoyment in comparison with this one. Like, it's a whole star less enjoyable to watch to me. That's okay. Okay, Steve. Uh, real quick, I wanted to mention something. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a five out of five for me. So it's not even a question. But uh, Jesus, why is it not a question? Well, it was because it's obvious. I love this movie. We're all doing fives. Yeah, Sean, we all, before he even starts yapping, we, give we it a five. It's a five out of five. <laughs> it exceeds exceeds any expectations that I've had and more. Yeah. Um, I just want to. Man, I, I want one of us to hate it. Yeah, I kind of wanted one of us to hate it too. I really wanted that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this movie's perfect. I think it's perfect. It's the same perfect. experience that I had coming out of personally out of the Revenant, where I said to myself, "I don't think I'll ever make anything." Holy shit! That's Not funny that film. you say that because this movie, damn, that's weird that you said that. I was thinking to myself, the last time I felt this way leaving a film was the Revenant. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like Revenant's a five star movie to me. But something about it, it wasn't like that typical five-star movie where you're like, I don't know. This movie shot me back in the face with a shotgun. It blew me away. Steve? <laughs> did you give it a five out of five? Yeah, did. They yeah. did? Okay. All right. You guys want to move on? Sure. Uh, we're gonna do st- I cut you yeah. off, Steve. Yeah, you said of- you were going to say something, <clears throat> yeah, but Steve. then you stopped. Oh, no. Yeah. I just wanted to mention the, uh, I think my favorite aspect of this movie was the use of I like how the way they uh, implemented the technology of the original Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like it was so far fetched. Like not like they could have easily been influenced about like technology of today and just assume something else. They, like, they could have gave everyone cell phones. But they, they went ahead and just and res- went the route of the original, exactly. Like an alternate reality. Yeah, alternate reality. Yeah. They respected that, which was great. Twenty forty nine is like twenty years away. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just saying they could have easily made. They would have made it. They could have went a cheap route. I just would have just assumed, yeah, that we, everyone. No, but everything was like physical. Everything had like these weird, like like they had like CVR yeah. like televisions. That nothing was like a flat screen. It was like sleek and futuristic. That's true. It was I a mean, little bit of grittiness to it, and a little bit more like physicality in terms of what most sci-fi does, which is just like holographic display, and everyone just like bloop yeah. bloop bloop. Yep. Bloop. The the original actually it's different in the the way that it shoots the cities. They spend a lot of more time in <clears throat> locations and the actual ground level of the cities, I would say. But this one's uh it's a little bit different. It's a lot of wide shots. Yeah. And then color tones and it's just like giant it's weird. Buildings. Blade Runner like <clears throat> I don't know. You want to know more about the world, but like yeah, it's crazy how much you have to use your imagination. Usually, I hate that, but like. I th- I don't know. I think it works in this noir kind of. Okay. Setting. I just want to go watch it right now. Yeah. Relax. All right, guys. Relax. Uh, thanks for listening to the main review. If you do want to hear a brief spoiler talk, where we'll probably spoil the shit out of this movie, uh, jump to the last segment of the uh, show. We'll leave yeah, some timestamps on the bottom, so look yeah. out for that. After the music cue. All right, guys. Let's uh, pick a movie for next week. So I'm actually not too excited for next week's lineup. There's not too much. To I, was, I, have so I have a suggestion. I actually don't even know. I was so built What's up that? on Florida Project. My suggestion is uh, next week we should just uh, reread Blade Runner again. Reread, so, <laughs> like re-review, <laughs> re-review. So, all right, here's the list for next week. We got Marshall. That looks like it might be okay. We got the Foreigner. 
We have happy. Oh, no, de- no. Let's watch for the foreigner. The foreigner. Yeah, I want to watch. That. I actually kind of do want to watch foreigner. It, it's, it's getting really good reviews. First of all, it's Jackie Chan. I'm sure you guys don't want to see Happy Death Day. No, no not, not really. No, Professor no, Marston no, 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 and the Wonder Woman. That. that looks brutal. It does look really bad. Um, it <laughs> looks. Uh, I don't know. We got the documentary 7852. That actually looks pretty good. I want to see docs. that. We don't do docs. <laughs> have you guys seen the trailer for that? What? Yeah. It just examines the shower scene in Psycho. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like the lasting impact. Um, uh, when's that new Stephen King movie coming out? What's it called? It's called 1922 with uh, Thomas oh, Jane. Oh, I don't know. But, damn, that's what I forgot to bring up earlier. This should look good. I, I, I watched, the um, what's it? Gerald's Game? G- Gerald's Game. What do you think? One of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I really didn't like it. It's Jesus. really bad. I want to watch really, it. Really, really bad. I didn't mention that I rewatched it either. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. the original? Like the original? Or the new series? One? The new one. The new one? Oh, okay. Really? You but went yeah, to the G- theater? Yeah. Gerald's Game. Florida or here? Stay Florida. away. Really? Yeah. But, uh, okay, guys. So, does it hold up? Yeah, it held up a okay. week later. <laughs> so you guys want to do the foreigner? Uh, Jackie Chan, you know, man, Jackie Chan. In, other, in any other I'm circumstance, excited. I would want to see Marshall, but it does not look good. Nah. Like, uh, and it's the strange. Cinematography looks pretty bad. What's that guy's too? name? Uh, Chad Bozeman. Mm-hmm. He's played uh, like three Chadwick. black historical figures. Yeah, he's done like three black biopics, and I'm thinking uh, that's kind of weird. And it's wait a second. This is the the lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Very good Marshall. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I saw the trailer and the trailer didn't but look the, very the good at all. A- the week after this week coming up, it, I'm really a- excited for a movie that's coming out and I think it looks amazing. I don't know if you guys agree, but do you guys think I'm uh, excited for The Snowman? No. Yeah. I think that looks really oh, I, good. No, I think no, it no, looks no, good? No, no, yeah, no, I think it's really no. good. No, no, no. No, it doesn't. Really? No. You're talking about the one with the killer? Was he, like, yeah. Uh, no, that doesn't look good. I, lo- uh, there's I a love, lo- there's I love a movies lot of like that. No, no, no. That's not what I was saying, no. Why? We got to do Geostorm. That's gonna be that the looks most, brutal. That's kill gonna yourself. be the funnest episode we've ever done. Fucking kill yourself! I'm not doing that, dude. Shit. I watched la- the trailer. We were laughing out loud the trailer when we went. I'm sitting. I'm like, I'd have to watch the trailer. Fucking shit, dude. The trailer yeah, dude, the is tra- horrible. The, the, the intro of the trailer has the worst CGI. It looks like a really bad game. Does he? Does Gerard Butler just do bad movies now? I, I feel like think. he just. I feel like he just now just does bad movies. All right, so really try. quick, let's so we can move on. Are we watching the Foreigner? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, I like I, Jackie Chan. I, I feel like it was contrived for Marshall to end on him drinking from a whites only fountain. Like, yeah, that was the last scene. Yeah, that was a weird scene. Yeah, and wasn't there like a like a modern rap song in it? Like it was yeah. kind of annoying. I really yeah, I did. That's the one thing I didn't like about it. It was like a modern rap song. I'll, I will go on record and say I'm not actually not excited to see the foreigner. But Me neither. I, out of the list, Me I'll neither. watch it. But um, yeah, I mean, people are gonna listen. I think because um, I think people like Jackie Chan. It's like a reprise for him. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. Really, what what makes you feel like you, it's not gonna, a good trailer? I think it was like, oh, it's Jackie Chan. There's, there's no rats in here. That's <laughs> bring that up every time we mention Jackie Chan, because that's what he'll always be to me. But yeah, next week has some good releases. I really, I really want to see the killing of Sacred Deer. Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly, Snow, I'm I'm with you though. Snowman doesn't look bad. Oh, I think good. it looks good. I like Detective. It's stories. getting a lot of uh, good reviews across the board. Plus, it's a uh, Fastbender, fast yeah, but all right. The foreigner. Look forward for that next week. Um, you guys want to move on? What do we do here? The game? In the game? I think we're pretty pressed for time, aren't we? <laughs> we're good. We're gonna okay. end it here. I mean, we're gonna play the game and then. All right. So show mode. Steve. Oh, lost. Steve goes first. So this is the game where we roll a twelve-sided die. Roller of the highest number gets to assign a movie punishment and treat to the lowest roller. What is that? So you've got an eight. You've yeah. got an eight. Solid roll. Yeah. Show mode's gonna roll. 
And uh, next weekend is Steve and Harvey's birthday weekend. So five out of five. I don't know if that makes any difference. Eat and shit. What you might give these guys if you win or lose? Harvey just—he's so defeated every time he picks up that guy. It's really time. upsetting. Right, here we go. Wait, that—that that shouldn't count. They like hit the thing. I, mean, well, what I was is trying that? to roll. Wait, it I up can't see. It's but a six. Six. But it shouldn't count because they like hit the. If thing. you want, okay, yeah. Can I, I get a reroll? Because I saw that hey, you were man, trying to hit I the just blank want you space. To know, if you reroll, you you risk you risk yeah. it all. Losing? Yeah. Okay. Reroll. Reroll. I say reroll because I know you're trying to get the blank spot. Eight. Eight. Oh. Oh, tied. Uh, tied with Steve? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sean. So you, you're on the, or you have the highest number, Sean, or five, lowest, uh, five. All right, here it goes. Come on, Sean. It's about time for you to lose. A nine. Nine. Yeah. The fuck, I lost? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But I didn't lose to anyone in particular, so you guys have to have a rollout. Wait, this is the third time you've lost Oh, to no, me. no, he got a nine. Yeah, he Sorry. got a yeah. Sorry. So wait. Yeah, so you, uh, <sighs> this is the third time in like the, the same month Honestly, you lost though, to me. I'm glad I'm Sean, not one of you fucks. Well, you think I'm gonna give you a bad movie? I would have given you a good movie. Actually. Wait, who, really? Yeah, I would have given you a good one too. I I just, wait, who said I'm right giving here. a good movie? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> keep it up. You man. gave me a shitty movie last you time, been, so you, you gotta been, give him yeah. a bad movie. Wait, what did I give you last time? That fucking oh, Rebirth. Yeah, Rebirth. Wait a second, right. dude. You, that was but, like but you horseshit. Like, you watch horseshit though? No, right? I don't watch shit like that. That was like a bad, <laughs> bad movie. I watch a lot of horseshit, but my horseshit's a little bit different. It's a little bit like this movie was made, and when did it come out? So that was like a. But let's be honest, right? I mean, okay, so yeah, I gotta get much from me out of horseshit. All right, so I got something that I think you might like. Uh, This movie was on a lot of top ten lists when it first came out. Was it nominated for anything, Harvey? Do you know? No, no. But uh, yeah, it should have been. It should have been nominated for like best original screenplay or something like that. But uh, it's a movie directed by Kelly Richard. She she's done a lot of movies over the years that I've liked. Uh, She did a movie called Night Moves. That was pretty no, good. Mm-hmm. She also, her last film was A Certain Woman, I believe. Hmm. And she did a movie called Wendy and Lucy, starring uh, Michelle Williams. And it's a very uh, ethereal, like, sound, ambient film that I think you might like. And Wendy it, and Lucy. Yeah. And it's basically, it's simple. It's just about a girl and a dog trying to get through this day. Uh, I think you'll like it. Check it uh, out. It might even be on Netflix, I think. That sounds appealing. Yeah. I guess. Michelle Williams does a really good job in this film. Hmm. But yeah, check Girl and a dog. I like yeah. animals. Wendy and Lucy. Give it a poke. It's a really, uh, it was a really independent movie. It's like really low budget too. Yeah. It made good. for like 300000 or some shit like that. Yeah. It's too high. Yeah. That's, a, that's like a, as much as I have in my bank account. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have that too, but probably like 300,000 cents. Oh, okay. Oh, Wait. that makes sense. Wait, what is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> somebody do the math. If you guys, uh, if you guys have seen Blade Runner, make sure to stay tuned after the outro music. We do have a spoiler talk, and uh, I don't know, we might answer some questions or bring up some stuff that you might be interested in. Yeah, but uh, I think that's it for us, guys. Sure. You guys want to do the outro? Be where... sure to review us on iTunes or like, yeah. comment, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Visit us on social media, do the right film. Um, on the website? Yeah, do the right film.com is a website that Harvey, we Harvey have. put his blood, sweat, and tears. Not really. I put oh, well, a right. little bit of time in there. Um, <laughs> probably like one tear, maybe. <laughs> like a mix. Maybe yeah. like one drop of sweat. No blood, though. Yeah, no like blood. A, a drop of barbecue sauce that I put on my keyboard. Bro. You exude barbecue <laughs> sauce from your forehead. Oh, no, I was eating wings. I but, did. Um, 
There's a. <laughs> I've also managed to archive pretty much most of the episodes on there, so you can stream them or download from the website. I think we're Damn. charging five dollars an episode. Is that right? No, no, it's free. It's free. Oh man, it's free for yeah, now. Yeah. Also, um, yeah. Don't forget if you did see Blade Runner and you want to hear more about the philosophy of the film, stick around after the music because we're gonna get into some. Some deep spoilers. It's just basically us just like <laughs> fucking venting. <Yeah. laughs> this scene, I really like this scene. <laughs> we don't get into any deep philosophy. Yeah. Don't let him it's, mislead. Yeah, you. it's all just us like. We're not film theorists. We're just yeah. asking each other questions. Yeah, it's because we don't talk about the movies <laughs> we, until we, we get here. So we're like, oh shit, yeah, that scene was cool. Yeah, we, br- we, brush, uh, we brush on some philosophy. We'll see. We do. Don't, don't undersell this shit. Okay. Well, now you're intrigued. So check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stick around after the music. And uh, I think Harvey's going to... Tr- oh, wait, you're not going to see Blade Runner again, right? Oh, uh, no, yeah. The, like, the next two showings are sold out tonight, so probably not. That's crazy. Oh, real quick. Did you guys know that it apparently bombed? Like, it's not bombing, but it's not doing too hot in the box office right now. Yeah. 12, 12 million? First Appar- well, from what I heard, it did really well the pre-screening night, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And then it went downhill from there. I don't know. From what I've seen... That's all the fans went. Yeah, Probably. probably. It's not exactly a mouth breather franchise. But it's not. It didn't, it didn't reach the the max where they thought it would. Apparently, it has a mouth breather budget, but it's not the mouth breather. What, what did they think? Movie. How much? Honestly, but it didn't. I think the first had, one it, didn't do. The it had first a forty one well. million dollar weekend, so I think they were trying to aim for like a hundred. But the thing like is, like the first film is not like a huge big budget movie. Like it didn't do well it in its opening. Well it was critically yeah. panned as well the opening weekend. Yeah, so it's like, it's like what the fuck did they expect? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah, that'll do it for me. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. See you on the next one. Yeah, man. See ya. We need a catchphrase. Word. guys so welcome to the spoiler talk we're going to be talking some stuff that we probably want to get answered from each other i know i do but uh what you guys what do you guys want to bring up anything in particular you go first so i was going to ask you guys what do you guys think about the framing of the movie the movie sets you up to believe one thing right and i don't think the movie is actually predictable where it ultimately ends up in the end was pretty satisfying. And I think it's misdirection. It is misdirection. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's misdirection is kind of predictable in that I knew it couldn't be Ryan Gosling's right. character. But um, I, I didn't see that the, I guess, what's her name in the movie? The girl who was actually the yeah, kid? I don't remember. But I didn't see her being the child. I'm not sure why. I don't know if anybody. I, that. I didn't see it either. I no. didn't see that. Coming. But then, and then when you think about his fir- her first introduction into yeah. the movie, you're like, wait, it was obvious. Yeah, it makes right. sense. It's very interesting how they bait and switch you there. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because yeah, when she like sees his memory, well, yeah, right. she cries. Yeah. yeah. What else? Uh, also, <laughs> wanted to talk to you guys about um, Wallace's his presence in movies actually downplayed compared Minimal. to what you see in the trailer. Yeah. So, and I think that's actually that that works pretty well because he's not a huge figure, but his names in the movie a lot and he does have some important scenes he's where a, he does yeah. a lot of exposition yeah he's a man behind the curtain he yeah. is like he doesn't do things himself but mm-hmm. he is this omnipresent like figure 
And one thing I noticed, like I've been hearing everyone refer to him as a villain. I don't think he's a villain uh, at all. Yeah. He's not. I like that he's not used that way either. He's, he's like, I understand a, everything yeah. he's doing. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like a... I don't know. He's just an inventor. He's like a he's like a, a powerful person. Yeah. But he isn't necessarily like it's, an evil person. He's he, like, no, he's he reminds not. you of the villain. Have you guys ever seen the movie um, The Sixth Day? No. With Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. I have and it's show. very similar. It's about human cloning. Yeah. And it, the villain's very similar to Wallace in this movie. And the same type of subplot with the cloning and production. Yeah, I liked his whole, like, he inherently wasn't doing anything bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was telling people to do in terms of very bad things but it, for me i understand his hit the mean sin and and like what he needs to do to get where he needs to mm-hmm. where humanity needs to be and i love his old monologue where he was saying like he's like nine colonies it's like or nine planets he's right. like a child can count that with his hands like it's not yeah. impressive mm-hmm. this movie actually has some really good callbacks uh in the style of christopher nolan especially with the toy horse oh yeah uh, yeah. uh, this like feels like of, it could have been directed by Nolan. He was actually slated to direct this movie yeah, in 2007. If, it's funny. The sc- back. I feel like the script, you could possibly fill him in. Yeah, probably. But um, what I was going to ask is that... um, So you guys brought up in the main review that they didn't really raise the question so much in this one with uh, Rick Decker of him being a replicant. <laughs> you guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, I don't think he's a replicant. No. I, don't th- I think he's human. Okay. I, I think um, I think it is mentioned. Like I don't even think it is mentioned. Like I feel like it's mentioned I think, briefly. I right? think it is. I think he is a replicant. I read a lengthy uh, interview with um, <laughs> Ridley Scott a few years back, and basically he admits that he intended, um, you know, Rick Decker to be a replicant, especially in his director's cut. I don't know if you guys seen the director's cut, but yeah, that's the only the one I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never the, seen the original. Yeah, with the unicorn, and he's and he's like, oh, is it Sorry. implanted memories? But I feel like it's so. It's so gen- general, like yeah. It's very like, on the it, nose it, as well. It's like it's like really like I don't. It's like, to the point where you don't want to believe it. It's. Mm-hmm. I prefer him not to be a replicant. I like that he's a broken man mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Like he, you know, you see him drinking and pat. He passes out. I don't know. Little, I, like, I, I like he's the fact that he's broken a little bit. I don't know. And he just, doesn't want to do this. Just from like a human level, I would say he's not. But like there are the shit like the unicorn scene where it's like. I think well, I think like he, like Sean said, I think Ridley Scott wants him to be re- replicant, but no one else wants I mean, him yeah. to be a replicant. Everyone's think, just like uh, <laughs> character wise. I think in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter if he is a replicant or if he's not a replicant. Because I mean, but there's a there's a nod to it in this movie where uh, Ryan Gosling's character asks the dog if he's a replicant, and basically yeah, yeah. Uh, his line is his follow up line is, "Why don't you ask him?" Yeah, and they don't ah, really go over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it matters at all if he is a replicant or not a replicant. Because, like, the major theme of uh, Blade Runner and even this one is, like, the value of life and, like, having a soul mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, just being a person. It doesn't really matter if he is a replica- replicant because, and I don't the, know, like, it doesn't change who he is and it doesn't change, like, what he's done and his and experiences and shit like I th- that. I think what makes this movie, 2049, so great is how they take that and then they reverse it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a... A replicant with a a fear that he's possibly real. Yeah, he's human. He, he's and, more human. Yeah, and and I think the fact that like in the original, it's like is is he is Deckard a replicant? Is Deckard a replicant? This one is, is K a human? Is K a human? It's reversed. Yeah, uh, and um, right. That's what I meant about the opposite earlier. It's yeah. It's it's actually fantastic. I 
Like, I, fuck, man. It's what amazing. did you guys think of the ending? It reminded me of the movie I was going to say was Children of Men. Oh, like, yeah. I really yeah. loved it. He delivered him to Yeah, him. he, like, sacrificed himself for, like, something bigger and something. A lot of people are saying that they don't believe that he actually died in the movie. I believe he definitely died. She stabbed the shit out of him several times. I think yeah, he Like, he fucking got died. gutted real yeah. quick. Yeah, she, like, yeah. gutted him, like, lifted him. I think but, he definitely uh, died. No, I liked, uh, I liked the ending. Uh, I don't think he... At the end of the day, I think also, like, the main theme of the movie, if it wasn't obvious, I feel like, with all the characters saying it, was freedom. And uh, I don't think what he did was more for the replicants and their cause. I think he did it more for Deckard. Uh, it was more for him, I feel. I feel like, and and not just him, but also his daughter. He's just like, he's like, right. this is your chance to be free. Like, I think it, like they think you're dead. He he did yeah. it directly for Deckard because yeah. he went against the the wishes of the rebels. The rebels and also... They wanted him to kill him. Yeah, and... and and you know what? Fuck those uh, the replicant rebels. Like I don't like them because at the end of the day, they kind of looked down on him anyway because he was a newer model that had this disposition to obey no matter what. Mm-hmm. And they had like they kind of looked down on him because he killed his own kind, but he felt like he had no choice because there's like a it, it's there's kind of like a callback to the uh, like beginning of the movie with uh, Batista's character where he says, uh, "You've never seen a miracle." Right? Yeah, they and do that flashback of that. Oh yeah, they do yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that made uh the ending so much more perfect for me is he uh i don't know i felt like he had a fear of being human but then when he found out that he isn't the one he also was kind of devastated at the same time because he's just he's just a replicant and he doesn't really mean anything but to use his life like in service of like witnessing like a miracle and like using his life for something greater i thought that in the end it didn't matter if he was human or replicant he had the same purpose that he should have had and it was a very like human action yeah Mm -hmm. He kind of chose. made me feel empty inside, to yeah. be honest. But I like movies that do that. Mm-hmm. No, I think. Uh, what's um? What's your guys' favorite scene? We just there's so many of them. Uh, I like I like the scene with when he get first introduced to Joy. I like the uh, snow sequence when he first leaves the institute, Actually, and then also when he comes back at the end when he's laying on the staircase. I like. Uh, you think oh, many scenes? Yeah, <laughs> I um my standalone favorite scene is the threesome scene that sounds oh, yeah. kind of vague but no it's like visually interesting if you're really if you're, if you're listening it's to spoilers her re- all reminiscent. Yeah, it was a lot like her but even cooler yeah it was just like the, would you have done it i feel like we've talked about this when her came yeah, out maybe. i know you wouldn't you scumbag <laughs> first of all it, it's a service man it's nothing. Mm-hmm. there's um but she's also a prostitute there's a well did you guys notice how she was dressed which one? The uh, prostitute. She's oh, right. dressed just like uh, Hannah Daryl's character in, uh, in uh, the Blade Runner. Yeah. Right, right. She had like the pink the, hair. With, the bangs like, too? Yeah, with the yeah. bangs and shit. I thought that was a cool callback. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. cool call yeah she did give off that vibe. She had like the makeup. Um, Sure, yeah. I, I really love that scene though. And I also really love the f- scene where we are introduced to the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think this movie, like, it's weird. It starts to, like, go off. Like, it's hard to follow. Like, I was starting to get lost a little bit. I was like, wait a second. It was like, obviously, this this twist that's happening is not, it's like, it wasn't that surprising. So I was like, am I missing something? And then yeah, it you're does, questioning it the whole time. Yeah, like, and then it was like, okay, and then another thing came, and then it, like, solidifies it, and then you're like, wow. 
She, it, it was frustrating to put it all together, but in a good way. I like that final, the final scene or one of the last things Harrison Ford's uh, character, Richard Deckard, says to uh, Kay was like, he's like, who am I to you? Yeah. Like the fact that he's just like, it's like, why are you like, there was like no real reason why he's doing all this shit for him. And that final thing he said, it kind of brought it all home and kind of hit me in the gut. I was like, ah. he's like, who am I to you? And he's just like, he couldn't even answer. You know? Yeah. Fuck. What this isn't movie. my favorite scene, but uh, the final fight scene where they're like beached up on that uh, yeah, man. On that surface and the Drive. waves are crashing. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. yeah just like, I love that scene. I just realized we didn't talk much about love in this movie. Like we kind of like skipped over a little bit yeah. and we skipped yeah. over a little bit of, uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about Jared Leto's character, but I feel like there's like so many like other supporting people we've kind of missed. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about love? I feel like she was a good counter to Kay she in a lot of ways. Fucking... And she was kind of like bad. She was fucking I liked evil. it. But I liked it. Yeah. I also like that they, they, yeah. they, I feel like they kind of nod to the original of the replicants having these human traits to where they can go against what they're really made for. Mm-hmm. Almost human like qualities. Like she lies. She says that she cannot lie or they can't lie, but they actually do lie. Mm-hmm. And they have intentions of their own, you know, which goes against what they're originally made for. So that that's something that's pretty heavy in the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is supposed to be a better generation of uh, replicants too. Mm-hmm. However, she definitely she just kills uh uh what's her name? Robin uh, Robert Wright. Wright. Yeah, Robin Wright's character. Like, kills w- with with for no reason basically mm-hmm. she had no reason to kill her but she did it anyways and she told her that she was gonna tell uh Wallace that she shot her in her first yeah mm-hmm. and uh yeah that was a pretty her fucking final, evil I think scene. her final line was I'm I'm the better one yeah she yeah. was I'm the better one and I think that was her entire purpose yeah why yeah. she cares so much man what a great movie yeah I don't um, have any spoiler stuff to mention really I feel like there was just to kind of let it all out yeah. a little bit yeah just like we needed to get to <laughs> it yeah we need to talk about those scenes mm-hmm. alright well, they're definitely inherently thanks so if you if you have listened up until this point thank you for making it all the way through uh, that's it for me guys yeah same here alright see you.